1: Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It's Monday, April 12th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania and Philadelphia are expanding their respective COVID-19 vaccination eligibility lists to phase 1C starting today, meaning hundreds of thousands more people will be able to sign up. All residents in 1C are now eligible to start rescheduling, I'm sorry, to start scheduling vaccination appointments. Pennsylvania health officials said essential workers who did not meet criteria to make them eligible in phase 1A or 1B can now be vaccinated in this phase. It includes workers in transportation and logistics, water and wastewater, food service, shelter and housing, finance, including bank tellers and insurance carriers, information technology and communication, energy, including nuclear reactors, legal, federal, state, county and local government workers, including county election workers, elected officials and members of the judiciary and their staff, news media, public safety and public health workers. All Pennsylvania residents 16 and older will be eligible Starting next Monday on April 19th. Philadelphia police have arrested a woman in connection with the death of a missing pregnant mother in Delaware County. Police are still searching for the victim's boyfriend who is considered a person of interest. Police say 21 year old Tylaidea Garnett was arrested this weekend in connection with the death of 21 year old Diana Bryce of Lansdowne, who was reported missing on March 30th. Garnett is being charged with arson, criminal conspiracy, use of communication facility, abuse of a corpse, and other related offenses. Investigators have not revealed further details on how Garnet was involved in the case Bryce was found dead on April 5th in the 5800 block of Eastwick Avenue an autopsy, autopsy <clears throat> sorry an autopsy determined that Bryce died from multiple gunshot wounds to the head and the manner of death was ruled homicide Bryce's mother Betty Cellini said her daughter had a young son and was 14 weeks pregnant she also had some sort of life-threatening medical condition that required medication Bryce and her boyfriend 23 year old Justin Smith were last seen at K laundry in Yaden on March 30th at about 1 p.m. Smith is a person of interest in the case. He's still being sought by police at this time. Garnett's bail was set at 10% of $75,000. Court documents show show that she posted bail on Sunday, but that she remains in police custody. Anyone with information on Smith's whereabouts is asked to contact police. For the first time in 10 years, toll hikes are being implemented at eight toll bridges under the Delaware River Joint Toll Bridge Commission. The increase went into effect yesterday. Not yay. <laughs> the Delaware <laughs> River Joint Toll Bridge Commission cited the decline in passenger car traffic and toll revenue caused by the coronavirus pandemic, along with the burden of maintaining 13 toll-free bridges with revenue from its toll bridges. Uh, starting Sunday, car tolls increase from a $1 dollar to a dollar twenty-five for drivers with an Easy Pass account, and a, uh, from a dollar to three dollars for car drivers who pay cash at Jeez. seven bridges. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Yeah, for people who don't have Easy Pass, I right. didn't realize it was that much of a discount. Uh, so the and the uh, cash bridges, I'm sorry, the bridges that are uh, being affected are the Trenton Morrisville, the New Hope Lambertville, the Easton Phillipsburg, Portland Columbia, Delaware Water Gap, and Milford Montage bridges.
3: So, is the plan to phase out all these easy pass um, scanners and just have them use those tag scanners where, when you drive through a yeah, tower? booth? it takes your picture. Where it just it takes your picture. It. Yeah. That's
0: what I've heard. Yeah.
2: Wait, is that like the uh, the fast lanes, like at the Mid County Toll? No, is that like, what that is
3: there. There are some areas where, like on the Turnpike, where you there there you just go through and and they they you don't even the Easy Passes. Oh an yeah, it's not required. I
2: know what you're talking about. There's one between the Pennsylvania Turnpike and the New Jersey Turnpike. Like right. you're like, did I go through a toll? Did right. I pay? Yeah, okay. Um, so on the New Scudder Falls Bridge, the Easy Pass rate for passenger vehicles stayed at one twenty five, but the cash toll increased from two sixty to three dollars on April third in twenty twenty four. Drivers who use easy pass would see toll a toll rise by 25 cents to a dollar 50 and the commissioner's easy pass commuter discount program will be eliminated at all eight of the commission's toll bridges officials said more than 75 percent of the commission's toll transactions are done by easy pass in sports this morning oh, yeah. The Phillies beat the Braves last night in Atlanta. There was a controversial play at the plate in the ninth inning, and the call went the Phillies' way. With one out and out, Boehm on third base in the top of the ninth inning of a tie game. Didi Gregorius popped a ball up to shallow left field. Marcel Ozuna camped under it and had momentum coming towards the plate. The third base coach made an aggressive decision to send Boehm, and he was safe by the skin of his big toe, as manager Joe Girardi put it. it! The Phillies are on the road again tonight with a game in New York against the Mets. Chase Anderson will get the start for the Phils, and David Peterson will go for the Mets. Game time is at 7-10. The Flyers lost to the Buffalo Sabres yesterday afternoon in South Philly. The Sabres tied the game with 3 minutes, 3 seconds left and took the lead 25 seconds later in the 5-3 win. Carter Hart took the loss with 26 saves. The Flyers are back at it tomorrow night with a game in Washington against the Capitals. The Sixers wrap up their road trip with a game in Dallas tonight against the Mavericks. Tip-off is scheduled for 7-30. At the Masters, Hideki Matsuyama made history as the first male golfer from Japan to win the major championship. Ten years after making his debut as the best amateur at Augusta National, he finished yesterday with a 1 over 73 and a one-shot victory that was close only at the end and was never seriously in doubt after Xander Shoffley's late charge ended with a triple bogey on the par three sixteenth. Right before Dustin Johnson helped him into the green jacket, Matsuyama needed didn't need an interpreter when he said in English, I'm really happy. Uh, and that's nice. what I have for you
0: this morning. Excellent. Alright, thank you very much Kathy and welcome back. Reality is here. Some Monday morning. Is it not? I hope the weekend was kind to you. We had some, uh, it's some. It's decent weather up until yesterday. It got a little bit wet. Saturday was spectacular. Oh man, It's just absolutely beautiful. I had a barbecue outside. The full at the table. The whole damn deal. Anybody hear those uh, big thunderstorms last night? I yeah. did in not. My area. Yeah. No. Woke me up. out really? of a dead sleep. Huh? Absolutely. A lot lightning too. Rumbling thunder. Yeah, yeah. My dogs went crazy. It was. Uh, did it was they bark on the storms? Pretty turbulent. Not usually, but yeah. it, uh, they did at this one for some reason. So, but uh, nonetheless. Got a little bit hairy. Uh, we have a lot of stuff planned uh, for this week, so let's get right into it. Word of the week prize: We have four packet tickets tickets to see the Flyers play the Caps on Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center, and it's a twelve thirty game, an afternoon game. Is that's awesome pretty cool? Yeah, to go to. So we will give those away on Friday. You need mm-hmm. the letters through the course of the week, and then we will set you up, and you'll be good to go for Saturday. Uh, besides that, we still got lots of money. We have the Money Clip Contest happening twice during our show, 8 a.m. the first time, then we do it again at 10, noon, two, four, six, and 8 throughout the day. Don't miss your opportunity to win the money. And we have guests on the show, too. So uh, as we get close to 9 a.m., we have a gentleman named Steve Shippey that's going to be on, and he does a uh, show on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, Which is called, well, this one's called Shock Docs, Ed Gein, The Real Psycho. I
3: watched it last night.
0: And what'd you think? It's pretty wild. They actually go
3: to, so it's a paranormal investigation, so you can either buy that or not, it doesn't matter. Because what they do is they go to the town where Ed Gein committed his murders, where he lived, and they're able to CGI to sort of. Let you
0: see what the area looked like. It was On a historical level alone, it's pretty fascinating. I had read that this is the first time they've let cameras on the Gein property ever. So, And what they do, Preston, is they take
3: an image of the house and place it where, because it burned down. Right. Somebody magically burned it down because it became a tourist destination. Yeah, so yeah. it was drawing a lot of people to this town of 900 for all
0: the wrong reasons. So, uh, But it's it's chilling. Uh, we'll talk to Steve, and then after that, an amazing actor, Barry Pepper, will oh. be joining us today. Just one of the best, man. Well, I mean, Saving Private Ryan, 61. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, True Grit. Green Mile. Green Mile. He's been yeah. doing so many great things, and he's promoting a movie called Trigger Points, an action flick, and he stars in it. So we will get to him a little bit after 9 o'clock, excited to talk to Barry Peppers. Yeah, very much. Really cool. So uh, that and more taking place. We have a lot to unpack in the entertainment report, so we'll take a quick break, come back. Stupid question. Give you something, and we'll see what this day brings us. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear.
4: Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's snazzy.
0: I hate Steven Singer.com.
4: back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast.
0: The sinkhole. Is it actually in the roadway? The
4: school on hole? the
2: school? Goal, I'm not sure that they, they've got the left lane closed. Um, let me okay. see if I can pull up one of the, uh, pen dot cameras okay. and see if I could see I'm it. curious it,
0: about that. That it, might be a, a major problem. Yeah. Actually, you know,
3: has well, everyone, anyone ever explained why Kanchakan is prone to sinkhole? Damage? Well, this one's out in that's King, King of, of, Prussia. of Prussia. Oh, that's King of Prussia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah it's
2: what, but is—it's what it's built on. Um, I saw an article the other day. I forget. It's exactly. It's The limestone, right? Uh, you know what?
5: Yeah, the lime kilns are out there. Yeah, way. because like yeah. limestone erodes more easily, and like all it takes is a little bit of water. Uh, all it takes is pressure and time, <laughs> yeah. and after a while, uh, that stuff will just erode, and these sinkholes will start to appear. So
2: that's what they say about like our our yards and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was it was something else. Okay. Um, and I can't remember what it was. Okay.
0: All right. Well, listen, we got business, folks. I have a chance for you to win something. We got a stupid question and a pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino at Punchline on Friday, May 14th at the 9.30 show. So we're giving those away. And the question that I have for you, this is interesting. Never knew this. What is a group of ladybugs called? (laughs) A group of ladybugs. It's uh, quite unique. 215263. WMMR, w- let's see if you can find that answer. What's a group of ladybugs called? We'll a go-
2: ladybug might be the only bug that I wouldn't freak out and scream if it landed on me. Really? You'd still
0: kill it, but... No, I,
2: would, no, I wouldn't kill it, <laughs> oh. but, like... All right,
0: we... Okay, I'm going to embarrass... It's like the,
2: it's, I think it's the only bug.
0: All right. I'm going to embarrass my son a little bit. Now, he was a little boy, and we were out bike riding one time, and we're riding along <laughs> on the, uh, uh, where were the Perky Perky-Omen? Trail, and, uh... All of a sudden, we we hear him screaming (laughs) wildly, and I'm freaking out. And so I stop, and he's like, there's a bug on me. I look at his hand.
4: It was a ladybug.
6: (laughs) The most
0: benign. Poor thing. I was like, dude, it's okay. These are are quite friendly. Oh, my God. All right, let me go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Monday, April 12th. Uh, John Kay, lead singer of Steppenwolf, celebrates his birthday today. I believe if I remember he had um, he had some vision problems at the time. Yeah. I think he was going blind, uh glaucoma and so on Oh, huh. uh a long time ago. But I don't know Is what it the, okay now? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know what that status is, but I always dug Steppenwolf, man. They were they were a hard rocking band for their time for sure. I, I hear Steppenwolf music and I always think of motorcycles. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, They're born to be wild, yeah. man. Uh so he celebrates his seventy seventh birthday today.
7: Hey, it's David Letterman's oh! birthday.
0: Wow. Letterman is seventy four, wow. and is he still actively uh, putting out the? My next guest needs yeah. no
5: introduction. Yeah, it's uh, once a year, whenever the... he wants to do it. Exactly, yeah, okay. six or seven guests per season, and uh, it's it's pretty good interviews. He, he's allowed to expand and talk to them about whatever they want, and then they do some sort of side things with each guest. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. You know, the one weird thing is that it became clear, like after a
3: while, and even he's admitted it, that he he was just not just not having fun. I think he, yeah. got, burned yeah. he got, yeah. they got burned out. He yeah. got burned out. It's like. The guy that I would always turn to to have fun yeah. uh,
0: was now no longer enjoying his own craft, yeah. you know? So hung it up. Good idea then. Yeah. He's 74. Uh, Ed O'Neill, great actor. Uh, now married with children, obviously a huge hit. Who would... That modern Family, when that started, I remember that for watching the very first episode. I'm like, all right, this is... Uh, this. Is, uh, we'll see what happens here. It probably won't go... Yeah. And it's been on forever. Oh, and, it's great. It's such a great run. They weren't... I, I as the
3: story goes, they were like Anne O'Neill, you yeah, know, as, I know, as a potential uh, uh, choice for that role, and uh, and then they just fell in love with it. He, I guess he kind of did sort of a screen test.
0: Yeah, he's seventy five today. Uh, Shannon Doherty, uh, Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero, Charmed. Uh, she turns fifty years old. What's today? her physical status now? Cool. She was fighting cancer. Yeah, Breast big cancer, part of it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I've yeah. not seen. You know, she was she was in the the spotlight a lot about yeah. that for a while, and I've not seen anything about her in a little bit of time. So, uh, I don't think it's anything grave going on. So that's good. Right? Yeah.
3: No news is good news. They She's
0: say. Fifty, uh, The great Andy Garcia. Ah. Andy. <laughs> 65 today. I was just thinking, I randomly thought about, I was trying to think of, of movies that I could sit down and watch with my sons. It might be kind of cool, and, and maybe they'd never seen before, and The Untouchables popped in my oh, head. Oh,
3: that's a I think great I need, Andy Garcia movie. I think movie. I need to yeah. show them that,
0: right? And you know what? They
3: actually... Um they really refine his role in the re-edit of the third Godfather movie. Okay, so he he, he gets a lot better
0: screen time, and he's so great in the uh, the Ocean's movies. Yes, he's so yeah, you, you, you love to hate him. Uh, he's sixty-five today. Uh, the wonderful Claire Danes. Also gets a year older today. She turns uh, forty-two years old. If you're
8: looking for something to binge and that actually has a lot of episodes, uh, Homeland. Mm. It, there is, I would say, there's maybe a season that was uh, Not just good. just okay, okay. but I, I'm.
2: Really? You you went through all of it? I thought you, like, trailed off when I did. No,
8: no, no, no. You trailed off because it got, like... You left me behind, man.
3: Well, you know
2: why she... it, It annoyed me because there was always, like, something that was going to go right for her and then it never did it, so she's
3: she's like a, is she like an agent or a di-
8: yeah she's a, yeah she's um so she's
3: in, in the cia her character's like bipolar or something yeah yeah okay. so
8: she's uh heavily medicated okay. and, and what's crazy is like sometimes uh she has to go off her meds or has gone off her meds and, right. and, and like her acting is just amazing in it and then also uh Anigo Montoya montoya's in it and he's really really good that
3: character in it as well
8: yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> like you killed my father i was like wow oh, God, i love that yeah <laughs> Uh, what the hell is that guy saying? Wait,
5: so did Damian Lewis do this and Billions at the same time? No. no. Okay. So
8: uh, his character watch... on Homeland makes a departure. Gotcha. Okay. And, it, and I'll tell you what, Early. that was like crazy, uh, that one. It's it's weird. Uh, anyway. He, he leaves in the touring company of Rent. Oh. <laughs> he All is. Right. Yeah, he's really great in that. And then, Kathy, the way it wraps up, I was super duper satisfied. Okay, really satisfied. Smoke cigarette. I, there,
0: I, there's, listen, yeah. I, I have a few things on my list of uh, you know like exercise shows, bin shows, and that might be one to pop on there. I fell in love her with her when my so called life came yeah. out. Yes, I she yeah, was yeah. But Jared Leto, she's 42 today. Uh, Marley Shelton. Uh, the actress uh, in The Sandlot, Casey Wendy Peppercorn. That's oh, her. Oh yes. Uh, Pleasantville. She's been in Sin City. Lots, lot of good roles. She's forty seven today. Uh, Saoirse Ronan. One of your yes. I
3: lo- uh, Brooklyn is one of the absolute greatest movies in my book.
0: It's just phenomenal. I love it to death. Uh, the Lovely Bones, Atonement, Hannah. A lot of great stuff. She's twenty seven. And speaking of Brooklyn, it's Brooklyn Decker's birthday oh. today. Model, actress, just go with it. And that's all I know. She's 34. Was so. she in Battleship, too? I don't know. I think she might have been. Okay. She, was she the really stunning, yeah. gorgeous <laughs> female How lead in that? That
3: damn. hot, yeah. modelly blonde would probably have been Brooklyn Decker. She's 34. All right.
0: Uh, we will see if someone has the answer to this stupid question. A group of ladybugs is called a what? Uh, and we will go to Kate and see if she knows. Hi, Kate. Good morning.
9: What's up, Doodle peen Doodlepeens! <laughs> doodle-peen.
0: I've heard that in a while. I love, I love doodle-peen. Uh Kate, what's a group of ladybugs?
9: It is called
0: a loveliness. A loveliness, yes. <laughs> Not familiar with that. Should be called a doodlepeen, though. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> One moment, and we will set you up with a pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino. He's going to be at Punchline Philly on Friday. 9.30 tickets are on sale now. Two shows each night, 14th and 15th, and the shows are indoors. Reduced capacity, socially distant tables, and masks are required unless eating or drinking. Uh, safety info and tickets at punchlinephilly.com. It is a 21 and over show. At the box office this weekend, Godzilla versus Kong was number one, 13.3 million. That's pretty robust. Followed by Nobody, The Unholy, Ryan, and the Last Dragon, Voyagers, Tom and Jerry, uh, The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. And you have The Courier, Vakil Saab, and Chaos Walking to wrap up the box office. We got the news on Friday during our show that Prince Philip had died at the age of uh, 99. Uh, so since that time, uh, funeral arrangements uh, have been made. Uh, the queen has entered an eight-day mourning period. Uh, the funeral arrangements are being modified due to COVID, uh, and it will take place next this coming Saturday. Uh, his coffin will be processed through Windsor Castle. Uh, the funeral will be at St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, 3 p.m. U.K. time, which will be 10 a.m. Eastern time, and will be broadcast live. The first details were confirmed at a briefing held by palace officials on Saturday. It uh, will be known as a ceremonial royal funeral and not a state funeral. Right, where the
3: the, the body lies in state and people can come past, come past and look at it. Is there, they're going to not do that, correct?
0: Well, I, yes, yeah. I, I don't know what the difference between, if that, if, If they don't do that with ceremonial funerals or not, but the uh, uh, generally that's reserved for monarchs. The state funeral is The funeral plans take into account the country's covid guidelines and is much reduced in scale with no public access. On Saturday, the queen shared a tribute to her late husband, uh, saying he has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years. And I and his whole family and this and many other countries owe him a debt greater than we would ever claim or we shall ever know.
3: So it's interesting, Preston, because my wife had not watched The Crown, and we've all watched The Crown, and so all of this got her interested, and so we sat down and knocked off a whole bunch of episodes. And in the beginning of that series, King George dies, right? And the compare the way information spread at that time, because you remember she was off in uh, in Africa, Africa, yeah, and they, you know, they're telling Winston we got to hold the press back, and where well, you could hold the press back a little bit and keep yeah. it. And it was just amazing to watch the difference where it's just lightning now when something happens.
0: At the Queen's coronation in 1953, the Duke of Edinburgh swore to Her Majesty's liege, man of life and limb, the caption uh, read, uh, that she had posted a a photo, by the way. Uh, The Duke was uh, a devoted consort companion to the Sovereign uh, for almost 70 years from Her Majesty's uh, ascension in 1952 until his death. His grandson, Harry, and his wife, Meghan, paid tribute to Philip by taking down their Archwell Foundation website, replacing it with a message of mourning which said, in loving memory of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, his dedication says, thank you for your service. You will be greatly missed. Uh, Meghan who is pregnant with the second child, will not join Harry in the U.K., nor will their son Archie. Uh, the Duke of Sussex is planning to attend, according to a statement. Uh, the Duchess of Sussex has been advised by her physician not to travel, so the Duke will be attending. Uh, Harry is set to return uh, in the coming days, and it will be his first time in the U.K. in more than a year. And the first time that he sees fam- that he will see family members since Meghan uh, he and Megan left uh, their senior royal duties. So is he
3: already back at this point? I, I thought. already I Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he, he might be already back. And a lot Maybe. of people are hoping that this is, you know, though it's obviously horrendously sad, that it um, allows them to patch differences. It, it can
0: happen. Yeah. It's, it's happened in the past for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, over the weekend in, uh, Britain, the BAFTA awards took place. Uh, so, so. exciting. I have some, uh, winners to pass along to you. Best picture went to Nomadland. In fact, that was the big winner, uh, because best director, uh, as well for Nomadland. Casey, you just kind of, uh, shook your head? Yeah, I
8: just, um, I don't know. Just well, the to, Croods, right? What's that? The Croods. <laughs> uh, I have not seen that. Kathy oh. saw The Croods. Okay. No, I just, I thought it was a depressing movie. Okay. Um. Good, great. Worthy of a best picture?
0: No.
6: Oh, all right.
8: No. (laughs) Okay. But whatevs.
0: Uh, Best actress went to uh, Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Yeah. Three big ones there. Uh, Best actor went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Best supporting actor went to uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Best supporting actress went to yu jun Young. Yon for Minari. I think uh, Anthony Hopkins was the oldest
3: actor to ever win a BAFTA acting wow, award. Wow, no kidding. In 85. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, best original score went to Soul, which oh, is Oh, that's great. awesome. And that film also won Best Animated Feature. It's a great movie. And guys, Best Documentary Feature, My Octopus Yay! Teacher.
6: Right.
0: We've heard many stories about that. Did the that. octopus show up to accept? <laughs> I, d- I didn't see it, so he may have... <laughs>
9: it is crazy, cheers step right after
0: Steve they just plop it up on the plo- podium
3: <laughs>
0: and uh accept
3: yeah, le- your award
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh best british film went to promising young woman Yes. you still need to see that
3: Carrie Mulligan hosted SNL this weekend
0: yes and yeah. in fact you want if you want we can get right to that and I have a we have a clip uh, from SNL. I think we do. Is Yes, yeah, so during her monologue. There I was... just want to see if it was sent over yet. Uh, Marissa, did you get it? No, we need a minute. Look okay. at okay. That's it. There it yeah. Is. yeah, that's Terry Mulligan. She oh. sang a song. That's a classic. I just listened to her, I, uh, an, an audio book that she narrated. Uh, it's called The Midnight Gallery, and yeah. or Midnight uh, uh, Midnight Library. Um, and she's great. She's, yeah. she's I love a, her. Case, I don't know if you would care for her regular... English-speaking voice. Well, I heard it this crusty. weekend. I, I watched it. No, and and, 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 I was thinking about you because you don't like the Elizabeth real Hurley. kind of snooty-sounding... It's the Elizabeth Hurley. Whatever accent, accent you like that it. is...
3: Well, church, anything where the jaw is withdrawn just a bit is uh, not going to work for
8: you. Like, Minnie Driver, I, you know, her actual yeah. accent, like, <laughs> I don't... Right, right, but right. But when she speaks American... She's uh, fine. I, I, I love that, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know she was English. Carrie Mulligan? <laughs> yeah, I had oh, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And then she started doing her, her monologue, and I was like, oh, I love her. Yeah. I, she, she was Daisy
3: Buchanan in the uh, DiCaprio
0: Gatsby movie. So this is her. So she had a moment. She's married to uh, Marcus Mumford of Mumford and & Sons, and right. they had a fun little moment on Saturday Night Live. Hey, hi, Carrie. Oh, so here, I right? yeah. She <laughs> needs a little set up, so. She had said, my husband can't be here. He's Marcus Mumford, the lead singer of the band Mumford & Sons. And he's at home with the kids. Hi, honey, I just want to say hi, I wish you were here. And then all of a sudden, he pipes up in the background. He's in the studio. Hi, Carrie. It's me, Marcus Mumford from the band Mumford & Sons.
9: (laughs) Yes, darling, I know. What a a surprise. Hello.
0: You're going to smash it, really. SNL, this is amazing.
9: Thank you, darling.
0: And I meant to ask, do you know if they booked a musical guest for tonight? They did, yeah. OK, you're sure?
9: (laughs) Yeah, quite sure. Well,
0: if they end up needing anyone, I'm very happy to do
9: it. (laughs) That's generous, but I I think we've got it covered. Really,
0: I I have my guitar, just say
9: Babe? 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 Hey! Babe?
0: Sorry, I thought you were giving me the signal. (laughs) What signal? Our our secret couple signal for please play the guitar.
9: (laughs) I'm alarmed that you think that we have that. (laughs) Come on, you're you're being that guy who takes his acoustic guitar out at a party. People love that guy.
0: (laughs) 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 Nice. Uh, Elsewhere, Kim Kardashian has revealed that her family's new show will premiere on Hulu. This is such good news. After the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians ends later this year. uh, They announced the plans to grow the empire with a multi-year deal with the streaming platform back in December. But on Thursday, Kim shared an update on the new venture on Twitter while reassuring a distraught fan... That she and her family will be returning to the screen soon. She said, we won't be gone long. Our new show on Hulu will be coming after the final season. They need to keep an eye on this distraught fan. Uh, Keeping up with the Kardashians will wrap up on E! this year after a 14-year, 20-season run. So, there's no reason, I think,
3: they'll just keep going on Hulu. I think it'll be, right? I mean, it's the easiest show to do, Mm
6: -hmm.
3: you know. And uh, and how many episodes per season? Like 10?
0: That, that I'm not sure. At least yeah. 10, I would imagine. Right, right. right. So, uh, by the way, Kim's shapewear company, Skims, yes. is now valued at $1.6 billion. I'm wearing my Skims <laughs> right now. Despite the pandemic, uh, when everyone seemed to be wearing sweats, uh, she told the New York Times, uh, we're your basic go-to. Uh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> still able to do that shapewear core.
2: What was it, Steve? Weren't you and I watching the video of the woman trying to get it on? Oh, yeah. oh yes, it it's in. hilarious.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, she and Kathy, she turns to the side and snaps it, and it looks like she's wearing an inner tube. <laughs> yeah, and she's, and like, she's not really? a woman who's out of shape. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. just it snapped everything into <laughs> like a donut, so it holds you. It
0: squeezes everything. Yeah. Tight.
2: So I've... I think originally I had read something, and I don't know if they specifically named them, but Spanx is like you know what everybody wore for years, and I think right. they were sort of trying to uh, create a new company like that. So
3: they used to be like, they would call them controlled top, you yeah, remember? And yeah. it's, is it the same thing? I
2: mean, so it's that's essentially what it is, but it's yeah. like they come out now with like a full body one. So all she has right. one that you could just, you know, if you wore like a dress, you, you wear this underneath. So it just it's going to suck everything in from top to bottom. So
3: where does it all go if it's being crushed? It's just, like, do you know, have to wear like clown shoes?
2: Well, it just like smooths it out. is okay. really what it does, right. you know, instead of having, you know, a little roll here or there, it's just going <laughs> to smooth it out.
0: They make these things for guys. They yeah. do. Yeah. They do, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You want to try a pair? I would. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see the difference of before and after <laughs> with clothes on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see if you can tell at all. And of course yeah, you'd have to, be... you'd have to wear the ultimate you'd have to wear really tight fitting clothing yeah. for it yeah. to make any sense, right? right? Okay. So we're yeah, but we can figure out yeah. something. I okay.
8: actually I essentially have them for Cycling, I, yeah. I, I have that's all really tight. I mean, it's really, really tight. It is a. Um, is it slimming, Casey? Like, it's bibs, right? Okay. So, so the my uh, I have a few pairs of bib shorts that they come up so high that <laughs> essentially it acts as a girdle, right? and it yeah. sucks my love handles in. Like, huh. yeah,
2: what is that for
8: for cycling? I'm curious about that too. I, you know what? I don't. Why? Even, yeah, why is that the de facto default I, outfit? I guess because. Listen, I, I don't know. Wind
10: resistance, maybe?
8: Maybe wind resistance, but, I, you know, for me, I like it because I'm not worried about whether or not my ass crack is hanging out when I'm hunched over gotcha. right? my handlebars, right. which has been, to, yeah.
3: It's better to look thinner when you're wearing day-glow green, right? Yeah,
8: exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you got a hot ass. <laughs> I do. I have yeah. a nice ass, but yeah. nobody has a hot <laughs> ass crack. Preston. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, though?
11: That's no. wise words.
3: Wise words. Some people you go. can have a hot ass. Yeah.
0: But not Nobody a hot has... ass crack. That's, I, really,
8: that's a good point.
0: I've seen a few. Really? I think, yeah. Now listen, yeah. a, a stunningly butt crack
8: perfect crack is fine. woman, yeah. Yes. Uh, there's no such thing as a hot plumber's crack. No. Okay. I'm sorry. That'll that'll give you. That's It'll all come embarrassing. Come.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> words of wisdom. Somebody's uh, writing
8: well. that down right now. Well, I mean, do you uh, has it ever been a fashion? Listen, you have cleavage, you have underboot, yes, you have has
3: hat. Remember, for a while, they were marketing the super low dipping
8: jeans. Yes, where didn't they, hang they for had, a while.
3: Yeah, but but I mean, look as Preston said, you'd have to be a phenomenally hot person yeah. to get away with that.
0: We may talk, uh, I've got uh, an update on fashion later on, and we we could delve into that maybe if we get a chance. So, all right, anyhow, um, she had said she had hoped to build Skims into a multi-generational brand that will be around for a very long time, but she did not rule out eventually selling the business. She said, I think I'm open to the conversation for sure, uh, but I would never want to give up my process I would hope that uh, whoever we partner with in a sale one day would believe in that, too.
3: Staggering wealth in this family right now, and you got to give it to them. I mean, it it wasn't like they were incredibly poor, even at the lowest.
0: They started with, I was going to say, with a nut. Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. Kim did with a video that she made. (laughs)
5: Sure did.
3: (laughs) From Ray J. Here, I'm going to give you a nut for your business. (laughs) Good luck. There
5: you go. There's <laughs> your nut. Start with that. And Roll here's the towel. Over.
3: Here's your business investment. It's gonna right. feel, you're going to feel it on
0: your back. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been teasing for some time that he might want to run for president one day. And now he's reacting after a, uh, after a People Say poll of more than 30,000 Americans out last week found that 46% said that they would support the idea of him making a White House run. And I love his statement that he made. He tweeted this out. He said... Not sure our founding fathers ever envisioned a 6'4", bold, tattooed, half-black, half-Samoan, tequila-drinking, pickup-driving, <laughs> fanny-pack-wearing guy joining their club. But if it ever happens, it'd be my honor to serve the people. Uh, the 48-year-old also spoke about the possibility uh, back in February, saying in a USA Today interview that he'd, quote, consider a presidential run in the future if that's what people wanted. We also have a clip from him... Yeah, I believe one As of the
3: contestants he... on the show, one of the shows, the physical shows that he
0: does, Preston,
3: mm-hmm. um, his um, this contestant and his wife have a a, a baby girl. A, a, I think it's a baby girl, eight eight months, and she has leukemia, and she's not been given long to live. So, oh, no. uh, Dwayne uh, Johnson, The Rock, sent a message. All right, here we go. Hey, brother, Ashley, DJ here. I want to tell you first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your
4: beautiful daughter, Azalea. You tell that little lion. That I said, let's go champ and to stay strong. And, brother, I'm so sorry to hear this news. uh, But I don't have to tell you
1: that your daughter's strength is what strengthens you and all her loved ones around her. And in
0: that, she's already had this incredible impact on the world already. Uh, Stay strong, brother. Again, man, my heart breaks for you. I'll talk Uh, soon. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, I have to follow that up with something. Uh, a little bit more inspiring. Uh, Maina Suvari, welcome to Baby Boy. Husband, Michael Hope. She's 42 years old, by we, the way. We just had her on the show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. She's, uh, she's 42 and uh, given birth for the first time. Uh, they named their son Christopher Alexander Hope. And, Another
3: weird Hollywood name. Uh, they,
0: <laughs> they tell uh, people both baby and mom are doing wonderfully. So, good news there. Brad Pitt is teaming up with Brianni. On a capsule collection dubbed BP Signature, I don't understand anything you said. Okay, so it's a fashion line.
6: Oh.
0: I know there's a lot of words, a lot of just meaningless so random words. words thrown together. BP Signature so oh, okay. stands for Brad Pitt. I oh, thought maybe
8: he was trying to activate the Winter Soldier there. Right. I thought it was I thought, <laughs>
0: Hurricane. I thought it was yeah, uh, uh, Boxcar. <laughs> uh, I thought it was British Petroleum. Wasn't it, it was was BP British Petroleum? <laughs> uh, BP Signature. Uh, Pitt has been the label's ambassador since 2019. Uh, The seven-piece collection includes a two-button suit, a featherweight, long sleeved cashmere polo sweater. And a a, melon baller. A double-splittable cashmere sport jacket, a lightweight and unlined car coat. Uh, What the hell is a car coat? Uh, It's like a pea coat, I think, where you pee in. (laughs) Lightweight and unlined car coat. And a velvet evening jacket. What is that, velvet? He also also is offering Preston an ivory-handled poop knife. Okay, well, I'd go for that. No, a velvet evening jacket with matching wool trousers and fine cotton evening shirt, all offering an interesting interplay of texture.
3: Don't mess with the mother's fine evening coat.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Brad Pitt with a fashion line. I'm sure that be cheap.
3: Not a lot of guys have gotten, I mean... A lot of so the actors tend to do the booze thing, right?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, been the yeah. Yeah. past few years. Yeah. Right.
8: Yeah. Not, not a lot of them are doing fashion. No, yeah. I mean it's tough to you know compete against Rob Kardashian's sock empire. Right? I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm a Mark Anthony guy. You've said that, Yes. <laughs> You've been for a long bought, time. I haven't bought anything from the collection in a long time.
2: Wait, was it underwear?
0: No, that was like uh, shirts and, and pants and oh, stuff what like were, that. Oh, what
2: were the underwear that we were... T- uh, Tommy John's. Tommy right? oh, John's is excellent. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Do you know we were talking about like the, the, the straps for bib overalls? Yeah. I would love to see underwear. Just regular like
2: jackets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where the straps come all the way down. You could uh, use suspenders. Uh, I guess you could. On, on, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, clip-on <laughs> suspenders. <laughs> Keep some underwear up. Well. Uh, all right, listen to this. So, the male stripper film Magic Mike is getting turned into a competition series for HBO Max. Well, well this is actually ingenious. Uh, the film starring Channing Tatum and, of course, directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh. And uh, they, they're both set to produce, by the way. All right. Uh, the series would take ten men and turn them into real-life Magic Mikes. Uh, the winner will earn a cash prize and the opportunity to perform on the Magic Mike live stage in Las Vegas. Uh, and according to uh, president of Warner Brothers, uh, Mike Darnell, he said, uh, Magic Mike is one of Warner Brothers' most iconic franchises. Uh, we couldn't be more excited to be working with Channing, Steven and HBO Max on an all-new vision of this amazing legendary brand, we're looking forward to giving Come fans on. a front-row seat as we search for the country for undiscovered
5: talent. When I was, uh, got divorced, I went on a, a few dates with the Randos, and I uh, I went and saw Magic Mike, the sequel, having never seen the first oh, one. <laughs> wow. You missed a whole bunch. Yeah, well, you, didn't, you didn't know who Fredo was. Oh, yeah, the girl wanted to go see it, and I was like, all right, whatever, I kind of like this person. I, that was the last date ever with that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I, I heard that the first one's actually pretty entertaining. The first one fun. is, yeah. Okay, the second one was was fine as well, but uh, yeah, I, I, and we missed so many plot points.
3: Oh, there's so many intricacies that you missed. It's like a Robert Ludlum novel. But I'll tell you this: Steven Soderbergh is good friends with Tom Papa. Wouldn't Tom Papa be the perfect host for this magic?
0: <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> By the way, I immediately think of um, uh, Chris Farley. Oh and, yeah, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. The,
3: what I love
0: uh, that in audition that... was just the best. They dance the Lover Boy. The, That's yes, right. That Patrick Swayze who's totally ripped is going. He keeps saying to Chris, you, you know you've got this. Right, right. I can't even compete. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see here. Speaking of HBO Max, Godzilla vs. Kong created a huge subscriber base for HBO Max. A variety reports that HBO Max landed on the quarterly rankings of the top ten most downloaded apps in the U.S. for the first quarter of 2021 as tracked by research firm App Annie. Uh, HBO Max stood at number nine behind Netflix, TikTok, YouTube, And Facebook. So it was Godzilla versus Kong that apparently motivated a lot of people to go and get the service.
3: They had a twofer. They had the Zack Snyder's Justice League exclusive into the Godzilla movie. So both those back-to-back really did
0: some damage, as they say. Matthew Perry has confirmed the news that the Friends cast reunion is on. He posted a photo on Instagram Friday night of himself in a makeup chair, mouth askew. And it said, seconds before eating a makeup brush, not to mention reuniting with my friends. Uh, the photo was quickly taken down, but the damage was done as fans rejoiced at the apparent good news. Several fans captured screenshots of the post, and it spread virally after that. Uh, Deadline earlier reported that the Friends reunion special, one of the most high-profile TV casualties of the COVID-19 pandemic, is being taped this week. On board is the entire main cast from the sitcom, of course, including Perry, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Kudrow, uh Kudrow, David Schwimmer, and Matt LeBlanc. The team is shooting at the comedy's original soundstage, stage number 24, on the Warner Brothers studio lot in Burbank. Uh, ben Winston is set to direct the reunion. The actors will executive produce a reunion with uh, creators uh, Kevin Bright, Marta Kaufman, and David Crane, executive producing alongside uh, the, the the cast as well. So Why'd they
5: have to take the photo down? Who cares?
0: Yeah, I think the they
5: just did it to... To get, get, get it out the there. And some yeah. And then, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. And they just put it up. Oh, my God. They took it down. We need to retweet it and mm-hmm. so on. So. He looks pretty good. Um,
3: he had looked a little, uh, He looked. it looked bad for a while. He looked, um, I, I, you know, worn and, and wrinkled and uh, puffy. And uh, so he seems to have trimmed up. It looks
0: good. Uh, and then one last story. This is kind of interesting. Uh, actress January Jones said on Instagram Story Friday that she was forced to bludgeon to death Another rattlesnake after a pet dog, Vinny, was bitten by one a few days earlier. Yikes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the black Burn doodle had just returned home from the animal hospital after its encounter with a baby rattlesnake on Wednesday. I always heard the baby ones are yeah. worse, or huh? more deadly. More I don't bastards. know if it's true. I think they might have more venom. venom.
8: Yeah. Uh, well, it's a twofold thing. It's, uh, I believe their venom might be more concentrated, uh, but also their babies, so they don't know when to let go. Okay. Spit
0: that out. Spit that out. So uh, she said on Instagram, Vinny's back home. She had a picture of her dog laying on the couch, uh, tired out but doing well. Uh, In a follow-up post, she shared with her 1.1 million Instagram followers that another rattlesnake was trying to get into her home amid Vinny's recovery. And she wrote, right before I was forced to bludgeon yet another rattlesnake today. I almost cried. I'm sorry, snake family, but this house is taken, she wrote alongside a video of herself in her backyard. Uh, trying to prevent the snake from sliding out of a net where it was trapped. I'm not sure where she lives. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in California or maybe Arizona. Wherever it
8: is, there's a
3: lot of uh, rattlesnakes,
0: yeah. clearly. And yeah. so
8: Kathy is uh, now falling in love with the Bernadoodles as well. And <laughs> she sent me a vi- uh, It was a video the other yeah, week. And yeah. you're like, I think because Kathy was always a big Bernie's mountain dog yes, uh, right. kind of person. And I now she's leaning more towards the Bernadoodles. So I told her, I said, you find me a bitch. <laughs> and uh, I'll hook Reggie up with her. Is Reggie a Bernadoodle. Reggie Reggie's a Bernadoodle. Uh, he's I think I I don't know uh, what hers looks like, but mine is uh, Reggie's black and white, so uh, he's not a tricolor Bernadoodle. But uh, I, I told Kathy I get wait, her Wait, and your a other puppy. one
2: is a Bernadoodle. Too. No, he's a Labradoodle. Oh, he is.
0: Yeah. Oh. They just doodle all over the
2: place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the Foster
8: up. household. Doodle, doodle, doodle.
0: All right, uh, ready for clips now, friends. In Thunder Force, two childhood best friends reunite as unlikely crime-fitting superhero duo when one invents a formula that gives ordinary people superpowers. In this clip, star Melissa McCarthy discusses her own experiences with success and friendships. Here we go.
9: You're tried and true friends. Have been, you know, like Octavia and I have been friends for 25 years. The same group of people has been putting up with me for a
2: long time. You know, and the, the great thing is you, you know, you gather some new ones along the way, but I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't had anyone fall apart. I don't, I don't want I don't think I want
0: to see it. And Thunder Force is streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Shaolin monk Liu Kang from Earth gets invited as a competitor in a mysterious intergalactic tournament of ancient martial arts in Mortal Kombat. Where's the... Where's that fucking oh, sound
8: coming from? from there, right
0: there. Sorry, I was, hitting, I was trying to turn down the...
7: Where's that sound coming from? I was
0: hitting the wrong faders. Anyway, uh, Intergalactic Tournament of Ancient Martial Arts in Mortal Kombat. Here, Jessica McNamee talks about what it was like shooting the intense fighting sequences. Here we go.
12: Got a lot of these, like, blocking actions, particularly mm-hmm. in that fight. I remember having, like, bruises all up my arms after those fights. And also there's that part where it's dragging me through the gravel, I think, too. I definitely didn't feel so hot after that part, but um, that's definitely my favorite part of the film and, the, and my favorite fight uh, scene.
0: Mortal Kombat premieres in theaters this Friday. By the way, I have to say the
3: tra- the, the trailer looks like exactly what you want. Oh yeah, and I mean they've got the classic characters and uh, they're pretty well done.
8: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, Steve, because I have a uh, you're going to go against Preston in a Mortal Kombat unboxing competition. Unboxing. Yeah, it's just they're going to send us some prizes. <laughs> you can, pressing, you can choose between the Sub Zero box or the Scorpion box. And so then... we're
0: doing this for Allied or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so what I'm curious about is how graphic are the finishing moves going to be? They're supposed to be pretty graphic. I saw the. Uh, well, I mean, I not... mean, you got to rip the guy's yeah. spine out. Yeah. Or heart, and while well, it's still beating, and look at it, and, yeah. and if you really want to live up to the game. But it all depend, I guess, on the rating of the film too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're going to go with. So yeah, the the, the game has got
8: to be like NC seventeen ish, right? And then the movie they're really? probably
0: going to do
5: PG. The, yeah,
3: uh, you know, do as much as they it's can. Rated what I saw, R.
5: it is rated
6: R. It's all Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah.
0: yeah. They will do. They got it. a
5: red band trailer. And everything. Yeah.
0: And there you go. That is what I have uh, in our entertainment report this morning. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. we got a lot of stuff. We have the Money Clip Contest. we got some guests joining us, including actor Barry Pepper, who is amazing in movies like Saving Private Ryan and 61 and Green Mile and so on. And he is promoting a film called Trigger Point. We'll be back in just a few. Make sure you stay with us. In Boyertown this morning. Awesome! I just won
7: five hundred dollars. Oh,
9: 933 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Money Clips.
13: Do you happen to have
9: an extra five hundred laying around? I just happened to have won it. Great right. day in the morning. How could that have happened? I was listening to WMMR. Your shot at stuffing five hundred bucks in your money clip up to seven times a day.
3: I appreciate it. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. Thank you very much. That's Such a good feeling, especially when we're giving away the company's money.
9: Weekdays at 8 a.m. 10 and noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play one of your favorite Preston and Steve clips and also give you a keyword. Text that or enter it on our website or app. Congrats, and most of all, thanks for listening.
14: We appreciate it, bud. Back, back, and you guys are awesome. See
9: official rules and details at WMMR.com.
7: Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. MMR rock. All right, buddy,
9: cheers. 933 WMMR, everything that rocks.
0: Uh, something that uh, Marissa sent to me. I found very interesting as I was perusing uh, this particular article. It's from uh, the, it's from Taste of Home, uh, which is a you know it's a food website. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure if we're in the connoisseur or not. We may just do this particular list, Let's... but but I have some connoisseur stories if we need them.
3: The connoisseur isn't exactly here. He's parked in a van across the street. But if we need him, we can just. call
0: that's all you got to do. So, it the title of the article is what food product came out the year you were born. And so it's it's just it's one really notable food product that came out for every year and it starts like in the 1940s and then moves on. So it's oh, pretty interesting stuff. Cuz I
3: know mine, but
0: it predates that.
3: Uh, uh Mastodon
0: Bites. No. Yeah.
4: <laughs> mm.
3: They were and great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> were it, they good? They were great.
3: Uh, after school?
0: Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, mom would pack yeah, up sometimes absolutely. as a treat, yeah. but but yeah, they were generally an after-school treat. No, um, <laughs> there's some interesting things here. So, we're, who's interested? Who who wants to? All of them. yeah, yeah do okay, us all. all of us. So,
2: 1986. You are ridiculous. What? <laughs> <No, no. laughs> <laughs> Steve, you Check were 59. Yeah, 59.
0: 1959. Steve's <laughs> birth year. Little Caesar's Pizza came out. <laughs> That's I thought, good. I, I thought I would. that would have been more current. So would
3: I? Yeah, absolutely. I thought the same thing.
0: Yeah, but the year was, before, was that the actual Caesar that released it mm-hmm. the year before Steve nineteen fifty eight. Rice Aroni came out. Wow, that's a Francisco about, treat. That yeah. That's right, man. Right.
5: Yeah, I love it, man. Us. I don't think I've ever had Little Caesars. Are you it's serious? good. It's good yeah. pizza. Wow. Yeah, because had... you're such a pe- pizza connoisseur and you love trying all all different kinds. I'm surprised there
8: just haven't been any around me. You make me
6: sick.
5: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Uh, Let me read this. It says, Mike and
0: Marion Illich spent their life life savings to open Little Caesars Pizza Treat in Garden City, Michigan, with a focus on inexpensive pizza made with quality ingredients. By 1969, they had a thriving string of franchises in the U.S. and Canada and have continued to grow ever since. Here's a fun fact. Little Caesars was Marion's nickname for her husband. His penis. Oh, little Caesar.
3: <laughs> hey,
5: are we going to see Little Caesar tonight? <laughs> little
3: Caesar going to peek out from those shorts or what?
5: Mm. He eventually ended up buying the uh, the tiger, Detroit Tigers and uh, Red Wings. And so he was a... Like what? a yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, he, he, he passed, I think he passed away a few years ago. Um, But Damn. yeah, he was a titan of the industry.
3: I will wow. tell you this. Um, Listen, as they say, all pizza at some level is good. And, and the thing that I like about the Little Caesars was they had a really, they were a little bit more
0: doughy. Well, uh, but I I, th- I found the crust to be pretty good. And I remember when I was a teenager, their their big marketing campaign was... You remember, they would say pan-pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a little thing. is You would get two pizzas, essentially, for the price of one. Yep, yep. And so it was... That's why we started getting Little Caesars, because it was cheaper. I mean, it was flat-out cheaper.
2: Where is there a Little Caesars? I there's don't one, know. There's Around one near here? me. A is lot there? of times you'll see Little
3: Caesars as part of like a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the three-in-one. Oh, you like know, the Taco like, Bell? D- yeah, d- a Dunkin',
8: a Taco Bell, uh, and a Pe- little,
2: okay. little Caesars.
0: Yeah, Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's also cool. one on the boulevard. I, I haven't had... Little Caesars in decades. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time.
8: Yeah, there used to be one right down the street, guys, but now it's like a mobile phone store. Okay. Well, Do they still
0: serve pizza? No. I think you have, uh, I think there's a, um, uh, yeah. a challenge for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, gonna, to, I'm to trying. To find to, Little I'm Caesars gonna... and get
3: one. I would like a mobile phone with extra cheese, please.
0: <laughs> All right, next, we'll go to me. We'll go chronological. All right. right. Here, okay, 1968 is when I was born, and in 1968, the Big Mac was introduced. Yeah! The only thing more popular, it says in this article, at McDonald's than fries, the Big Mac, uh, the iconic Big Mac. The sandwich made its debut in 1968, invented by a Pennsylvania franchisee to feed bigger appetites than a single cheeseburger could satisfy. I remember the story about that person Came up with the idea. There were already loads of McDonald's, and this guy just had this idea and presented it to corporate, and they loved it. So
3: the whole thing was, I and mean, the History Channel did a thing, a series called I think it's the People Who Fed America or, or something like that nature. So af- obviously, after the original owners of the the first McDonald's, and, and it, Ray Kroc basically bought the the whole concept. And then they kind of stole it
0: from him. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he
3: got a really good deal. Let's well, put it that way. Yeah, the
0: greatest deal. So
3: um, he goes out, and yeah, he, they're they're trying different things. It was actually a secretary in the office they came up with the the Big Mac, the name. They were all sitting around there, and she's credited with giving that name. But I never knew this chronologically speaking, Preston. The Big Mac was a response to the Whopper. I always thought
0: Burger King's Whopper was a response to the Big Mac. No, and in fact, the Whopper predated it by 11 years. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like uh, they they waited, they they didn't, yeah. you know, R&D this to death, but it came out in 1957. Uh, The Whopper. So, if you were born in '57, that's what uh, came out the year you were born. All right, who's next? Oldest? Casey, Nick, and uh, are seventy-five. Seventy-five. Kathy's ninety-one. Nineteen (laughs) seventy-five. Ninety-three. Famous Amos cookies. (gasps)
8: Oh,
5: these are all good.
2: I love them.
0: Oh, Uh, really?
8: I'm.
2: Oh my God! Yeah. I like
3: too. I I once tore through LAX because I purchased. (laughs) Well, I had purchased Kathy like. A full, huge bag of to take back with me of a famous Amos, and I'm I'm getting I'm about to board the plane like. Where's my, where's my famous Amos? Uh, and, I mean, I ran like across nine terminals. Did you leave it somewhere? I left it next to my seat in one of the lounges, <laughs> and I it was still there, but I said, For oh, someone's eating my cookies. I'm burning this whole place down.
0: <laughs> uh, when former talent agent Wally Amos wanted to sell his famous chocolate chip cookies, he got some high profile help from singers and friends Marvin Gaye and Helen oh my Reddy. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, that makes it cooler. They were uh, married at one point. He based his recipe on the cookies his aunt Della used to make a simple, Satisfying cookie just like homemade.
5: Famous Amos is all right. I'll, I'll take this for 1975. However, if I'm uh, in the mall and I need a cookie, I'm going Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields? Yeah. So here's the difference. Have
3: you ever had Famous Amos prepared fresh? I don't think so. Okay, no. there's the difference. If you get it in its more uh, solidified state, still a fine cookie. Yeah. But when you get them fresh, they're competitive to I Mrs. Would, Fields.
5: I would say Famous Amos is to Mrs. Fields as Little Caesars is to Domino's.
8: Yeah, I'd, I would disagree only, well... Famous Amos is and, and Mrs. Fields, they're two different... I mean, listen, it's a chocolate chip cookie. Famous I get Amos that. is a crunchy cookie. It's a yeah. crunchy
5: cookie. So okay, Famous like. Amos
8: like. and that's Chips Ahoyer hard. are you know, yep. more similar. Same
5: yep. sport, different league, that kind of a thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, it depends on what you like. I mean, I like the crunchier cookie, so... Mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that was 1975. Kathy, you're up next.
2: 93. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, my God. 78. 78. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 1978 was... Ben and Jerry's ice. Cream. Oh, hey!
2: Another
0: good one. 1978.
2: Swear, wow, the, the whole ice cream company—that's yep. when it started.
0: The first Ben oh. and Jerry's scoop shop opened in 1978 in a renovated gas station in Burlington, Vermont.
2: It wasn't even that long ago.
0: It was an <laughs> it's so recent that history. An immediate hit. Remember the they the richness out. of their ice cream and big chunks of ingredients.
3: The news went out via Pony Express, as you remember, President <laughs> Ah. Said, yes, yeah. That there was a new ice cream company. <laughs> uh, I I'll, t- I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, you know, they they again. I will. When people ask how I judge an ice cream, I judge it by their base. Their base ice cream, like their. Van- how, what is the vanilla ice cream like? What is the chocolate ice cream like? And and they are a perfect example, as with the, the ones that are in the the elite league. They're creamy. They're they're just solid flavors. And then when you build on top of that, you can have great additional flavors.
0: Uh, cookie dough and chocolate uh, were a couple of their first ingredients that they came with. So uh, the next year they had uh, their first ever free cone day, mm-hmm. and soon after began selling pints in stores.
2: One of the only uh, Ben and Jerry's stores that was left that that I knew of was in Montauk, and we used to go every year when we were on vacation and just last year yeah they they took it away oh really so, there's yeah, the still one gone. in cape
8: may there's one in cape may
2: is
3: there are yep. okay. so many obviously it's in so many places now mm-hmm. uh case when did the when did they release the fish food
5: oh I don't even know. Maybe late nineties or okay, yeah. mid it's a, to yeah, late nineties. It's a good tour if you ever get to go to Vermont because you can get to samples at the end and it's, <laughs> <laughs> you get to see how the uh, the sausage is made, so to speak. But it's it's. Fun. weren't
3: you in line before, sir? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't have a mustache.
5: Yeah. Twenty minutes Keep ago.
3: Keep an eye on that guy with the big head.
0: <laughs> uh, Marissa, just put
3: a little check mark on your head <laughs>
0: amongst you and Nick Murphy and Connor in there. Who's next in line? When, when was Nick Murphy born?
5: Nick Murphy and I are both nineteen eighty
0: three. All right, nineteen eighty three, and what came? out that year chicken mcnuggets oh. Oh. Wow. a big one that was a game changer i will tell yeah. you what uh, i don't care if mcdonald's hit that
3: you know there have been questions as to what the initial configuration was. Well, i don't care chicken nuggets rocked my world when they came out
8: yeah they uh grossed me out and yeah. then they changed their uh recipe like everything changed yeah. uh so now chicken mcnuggets
0: love them okay. yeah okay uh, these bite-sized pieces of fried chicken are so ubiquitous; it's hard to believe that they didn't appear until the 1980s. McDonald's knew home, uh, I'm sorry, knew how popular they would be and had to secure a reliable supply of chicken before they could offer them at all locations. Uh, McNuggets were an immediate hit, not only to kids, uh, but uh, but uh, with adults who wanted an alternative to burgers because they they. Were they selling any chicken sandwiches before? They might have had a chicken sandwich. I'm into nubbits, yeah. Nubbits. I'm into nubbits, yeah. I'm into nubbits, yeah.
5: That was... That was the most dangerous drawer to walk past when I worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for four you years, scam and them. the nugget drawer would just sit there, and they would tempt me every time, and I would. I remember walk them. that. Yeah, it was like a wire mesh drawer exactly. that you would pull out
0: from the heater. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and they yeah. you
5: take them out of the fryer, dump them in there, and then serve mm-hmm. them. And um, I just I didn't eat Big Macs when I worked at McDonald's, but boy did I love the nuggets. When the <laughs> Big Mac was introduced, I
3: immediately fell in love with it. My, my for me, and I will say this, and I've said it throughout time. Immemorial. I'll say this: the French fries for me have always been the defining menu item for McDonald's. I've always loved their French fries.
0: All right, Marissa, when was Connor
3: born?
2: Nineteen ninety-three.
0: Wow, <laughs> okay. same year as Kathy. Here's
2: Yay. me. Yeah. I didn't know Connor and I were the
0: same age. Uh, so Connor, hang on, I got to scroll way down here. Oh, okay, I something. Snackwell's cookies. Remember these? Hey, Cookie Man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Cookie Man. Hey, Cookie Man. And that was, uh, they were... They were good. A oh, little mm. more calorie conscious. What?
8: Yeah. Yeah, I know they were good. Yeah, they
0: were. Uh, I liked them. In fact, they, I, the, the Devil's Food I cookie noticed. was my favorite. Yeah. Mm. It's like a chocolate-covered cake. Man, I'm with you. In man. your mouth. Those, Those were sucked.
5: good. They're, They're awful. Sucked. What are you
0: talking about? If you're going to uh, yeah. have
5: a cookie, have, have, a, have, cookie. A, have a cookie. No, I, I, a I'm with Preston on this one.
3: I thought they tasted good. I Preston, like this kind of low-cal thing, they were surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What
5: I was, don't the, think what, I've was ever what was your food? These. What was your your
3: your, your food your
5: uh, Nick. Famous Amos. Stunk. <laughs> you just went for the airport I know, to get but them. But you just pissed <laughs> me Why off. I oh, said.
3: you had to bring
0: up my running across LAX 9 terminals. As if that shows that I love them. Snackwells indulgent devil's food, and cream-filled cookies were on shelves and in TV ads well before the rest of the competition. And netted Nabisco $57 million in sales in the first five Ooh. months. To be honest, I don't remember any other flavor in the Snackwell line. Yeah, uh, the devil's food had. was all I ever had. Oh,
2: no. they mm. had. Well, I looked them up because I never... Had them. They had a bunch. They had chocolate chip cookies uh, as well.
0: <laughs> well, pro- those those probably suck. Hey, Cookie Man, let's go through the 1980s if you don't mind, oh, please, uh, because in honor of the Goldbergs, that was kind of my era. And um, huh. in 1988, and I remember when these came out, Tostitos. Yeah, I remember that clearly. I remember and... one of the worst. Pizza burns. No, those are
8: Totino's.
0: Ever. Tostitos. Tostitos. Oh, the, the, the chip chips. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, for I for do remember that. Yes. Okay.
8: Yeah.
3: Uh, I always
0: t- get the t- too confused. Yeah. Totino's mm. is uh, like, you know, pizza rolls. Right, and things right. Things like that. Yeah. Okay.
2: That, Jace will pick this. If we go and I tell him he can pick, you know, a bag of uh, snacks for right. home. Tostitos? He, he'll pick these without eating, a, you know, a dip with it. He just likes them regular. So my
3: favorite in the Tostitos
0: lines uh the Scoopables. Yeah. I. I have a little issue. I like them, too, but I, I don't know. They, they can they...
2: hurt the inside of your mouth.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I'm cheating a little <laughs> no, bit. They're those. also unnecessary, you think you are,
2: you think by,
0: you're, but not calorically.
3: You're not eating with chopsticks when you're eating yeah, it. I don't yeah. understand yeah. what you're saying. No, yeah. I,
8: I, I can see merit in that. It's it, stupid. It's yeah. not hard to scoop anything with a regular... Uh, Tortilla chip. It's you know. It's so it's unnecessary. It is for me. (laughs) No, I. I No, I see. You're
3: a big boy. You can do it. Yeah. Well, no. In in Vietnam, I got the injuries
8: that make it hard for me now. Uh, we have a graphic here in the studio. Has anybody? Because I have anybody tried the Cantina Thin and Crispy Tostitos? They look good. No. No. They are the best. Okay. Uh, the only problem is uh, they're you know not as sturdy, so you yeah, have they're to be. Thin. They're yeah.
3: fragile. But, well, then just use whipped cream when you're scooping. So <laughs> that's be, right.
0: Be more for a light salsa. You're not going to dive into some guac with that. No, That'd no. But tough. the
3: scoops you could have like liquid concrete.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could. You could definitely absolutely liquid concrete. You could do some sacrete with those.
8: Now, uh, <laughs> now I hope this is a popular opinion here in Philadelphia. I think hers restaurant style uh, tortilla chips are
0: far superior than any Tostito. All right.
3: Uh, hers brand is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll go along. Uh, with I'll, that.
0: I'll give you a thumbs up on that. All right. The 1981, we're going through the 80s here, uh, Lean Cuisine Meals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> came out. You remember those? Microwave <laughs> and, dinners? And, yeah. Uh, and they were supposedly, I guess, a little bit more tasty and, and more, more weight uh, watching. Well, they were also,
3: they were more They were more, in a culinary way, more adventurous. So they had uh, a wider variety of what we'd consider quasi-gourmet dishes. However, later on you would learn that each one of them had three pounds of salt in it. Yeah, right, right, exactly. (laughs) Uh,
0: 1982 brought us Diet Coke.
6: Oh, Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: I love well, diet that, Coke. that.
0: Seems that seems like late, doesn't
5: it? It was dude? post yes. Tab, right? I mean, and, yes. Did they just cancel Tab or whatever? Not, yeah. Not that just
0: a couple of years ago. Yeah. They yeah. finally officially shut it down. They, they still was, made just a handful of of uh, batches of that a year. Tab was the first. Well, yeah, that the was first, first marketing diet, diet soda. Yeah, uh, but then Diet Coke was the next big mm. competitor, and it came in in 1982. It was very very popular. Yeah. Uh, then we had Chicken nuggets in 1983. Nineteen eighty four. Ooh, sugar free Jello. Oh, forget get it. Shut up. Go yeah. go sugar or go home.
2: Jello's right. kind of gross in general.
0: I don't like it either. As a kid, I liked it. Yeah, really. as a kid,
2: I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Really.
0: Uh-huh. yeah. yeah Jello's like Jell-O? one of those things yeah. I associate with hat, with being sick.
5: I'm all right with Jello, so you know. I there, guess it's, it's like my... you're
0: getting nothing out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you're eating like... it. But then, if you really, if you think it's hard water, if you think about what gelatin is, yeah. you, Do you know what gelatin is? It's cow semen. What's that? Sugar. No, it's bones. Yeah, oh, that's, God, what it what? That's, what that's what it is. That's what gelatin is. Oh, they, yeah. they boil down animal bones. Dear God, what? And that's, <laughs> that's that? what that congealed <laughs> stuff is. God, yeah. I don't
6: like it.
8: <laughs> um, they used when, to call it animal bones. <laughs> when I was a kid, I don't think I cared for anything that was sugar-free. I did not like the flavor. I remember having, do you guys remember, Crystal Light, right? I remember having Crystal Light for the first time and going like, "What is this? Like, this is this, it, it whole, to me yeah. not this case. It had exactly a chemical taste to it,
3: which I could never get behind. It yeah. just it, like uh, you know, but like now Kool Aid. Yeah, now to, I'm sorry, was better with regular sugar. No, it was, yeah. and
8: now we have Crystal Light uh, Peach Iced Tea in my fridge like all the time. Hmm. And so your
0: taste. Well, changed. over time, they've yeah. been able to 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 change those uh, flavors, like. The, the Game Changer Diet Soda, I thought was Dr. Pepper. I mean, it tasted like Like regular, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. They, yeah. They, it, they, they it, they it's still it my out. favorite.
8: When, when did that come out?
0: Mm, wow. Uh, in the 90s, I believe. I think so. All right. Anyhow, 1984, Sour Patch Kids came out. Oh. Uh, 1986, Pop Secret Microwave Oven. Ooh. Microwave <laughs> Popcorn, I'm sorry. Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn. Wait, what year? Uh, 1986. That was cool when popcorn yeah. hit. Because before that, you had Jiffy Pop, or you did it old school with the oil and. We used and to love
3: that too. Popcorn. We had a big, a specific kettle for popcorn. Now, yeah, and it did sort of revolutionize the deal, and it was, um, uh, it was great. But then I, you, I get sick of it after a while. It, you know, uh, of popcorn microwave. No, oh. never popcorn. Okay, of microwave popcorn.
8: I. Eat it all the time. And uh, I'm a big Orville Redenbacher fan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It has to be Orville,
8: not any of the sons. But when I was a kid and we did microwave popcorn, like, a bag of popcorn took five minutes, right? And now if you were to cook popcorn for five minutes in the microwave... You'd have coal. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You would have... yeah, microwaves have come a long way. The dude. first. <laughs> the,
0: yeah, you, you, I used to have to put logs in mine, case. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Orva Redenbacher popping corn, just yeah. the regular popping corn, came out in 1970. Wow. That wasn't, that wasn't the microwave, though. That was the regular popping All right. corn. All right, so we're going through these. Uh, 1987 brought us Snapple. Mm. snapple ice team snapple was great hugely popular that was so
3: snapple's home office was on my way to work when it when it when they um westbury long island i believe okay and um they were also cool they had a thing on the cap they had these little sayings and things under the pop top cap Mm -hmm. and uh, so they had a a great marketing program and it took off
2: all right i got something this annoys the hell out of me uh so anywhere you go, if it's a local deli, Wawa, Seven Eleven, anywhere, there's only one option for unsweetened iced tea. Oh, and I don't like it. It's the green leaf or something yeah, leaf. Yeah. It, it's not good. There's I hmm. um, not Snapple. The other Arizona iced tea used to have an unsweetened. Not there. Right. Really. Well, it's there's diet, right. but I don't want diet. I want unsweetened. I right. don't want oh.
3: A lot of times they make so they'll make deals with various distributors. Okay, yeah. we'll carry the diet line of this, and the and, the, and that's how, you know we'll carry the sweetened line of this. I
2: the, just thought unsweetened was more popular. I'm not more popular, but but popular enough that they would carry right. it in a store. Do you
3: know what's like bizarrely the, the Lipton's high end version of their tea. Their, their most popular brand is the Sweet in the Southern style tea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's It's So like it's
0: sugar water. Yeah. yeah. And
3: it's yeah. so, and it's like,
8: I I will treat that as a dessert. It's
3: so yeah, sweet. You yeah, I should. I remember yeah, yeah. when
2: Snapple came out with the Kiwi strawberry. That was like, Oh, that was good. That was so good.
8: I had probably haven't had Snapple in decades. And did you know that well, they, they're. They, they're they fell apart, you know. They went away for a while. I mean, they, their, their okay. product line dropped dramatically. When you know their bottles aren't uh, me- uh, not <laughs> metal, uh, glass anymore. You know they're plastic, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I can't yeah. Pick no, this I goddamn bottle up. <laughs> I didn't. Well, because Chuck still drinks Snapple. I, I lived off of Snapple in college. We would always, so when we became members of BJ's, and so whenever I went to college, I would get a big case of uh, Snapple
0: peach tea. Uh, but... night, the following year, 1988, was Teddy Grahams.
5: Teddy I like oh, yeah. Teddy Grahams. Yeah. I do. I think they're you like skipped 85, Preston. Uh, Oh, no, no. Sour Patch Kids. All right. People are texting him that you missed it, but they're wrong. I did not.
0: You think he, you think he, how
5: dare you? He's called the connoisseur for Christ's sake. All right. And then you
0: had Teddy Graham's 1988, 1989 was Lunchables. Lunchables. That was kind of a a game changer. Not from,
3: so that was past the time where I was, you know, like to me, this was focusing in on school kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And, uh, it was
2: like the easy lunch for your I, I'd I already even been
3: to... married three times at that
0: point. <laughs> I ate them anyway, except for the things like the mini pizzas and stuff like that were kind of stupid. <laughs> like uncooked pizza, like like sushi pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into the 90s. We may as well zip through the 90s yeah. here. 1990, Campbell's cream of broccoli soup. Gross. You would think that that would have come out many, many years before. <laughs> that's Gross. The bi- that's the big food? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Is, it, is it gross because there's broccoli in it?
8: Um, no, cream. The cream, no. You don't... I don't. I, listen, I love Campbell's soup, but I don't I don't dig on uh, creamy oh, canned soup. I, I gotcha. love creamy soup, but creamy canned soup. I just maybe it's I it's me. It's it's not you. It's not you. It's <laughs> it <is> me. me.
2: <laughs> it is
6: you.
0: Creamy canned soup. Can we work on this? No, um, um, it's me. 1991 fruit by the foot.
8: OK, so oh, yeah. I was going to ask when uh, and I looked it up myself uh, Fruit roll ups came out in 1983. What was the big one that came out in 83 that uh, um, was bigger than fruit roll-ups? I, I don't remember one bigger than fruit roll-ups. Well, No, 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 but you had. On have, the list. He on, on the list that you did. Because that's all fruit by the foot is. It's a fruit roll-up. By the that, foot. By the foot.
0: Uh, I thought it was a little more candy-ish than. Uh, no, fruit roll-ups were. Hang on a second. Uh, it said fruit roll-ups have been around for seven years. Kids in the 90s were about uh, snagging the extreme extreme like a rolled-up three-foot-long fruit snack, uh, extra-long fruit roll-ups. Okay, I guess it was. How was it, Mark? 83 uh, Chicken McNuggets, Casey. Okay, so McNuggets. That trumps. Are, yeah. yeah, trumps fruit roll-ups. Uh, then you had 1992, Dunkaroos came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Dunkaroos. I, I, it was, I, I wasn't eating like that in 1992, so I didn't really eat Dunkaroos. What it, is
2: it?
5: They came um, back last year. They a, did? It was a big deal when they came back because people had missed them, and so I don't know if it was an online petition or whatever.
2: Oh, wait, was it the cookie that yep. came with yeah. the dip? Yep, yep. Uh, you
5: dip okay, into guys, it. Dunkaroos. Yeah. Uh, 1993, it
0: says Snackwell's Cookies. Wait a minute. What? Oh, we already did that. Oh, yeah, that I mean, was yeah, Hotter,
2: yeah. yeah, that was Connor. Okay, Connor, That was me and Connor. <laughs> I was
0: about to, <laughs> to rip Kat this Kat list apart. <laughs> this uh, list is a hoax! 1994, Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs cereal came out.
5: Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah the healthy cereal yes. alternative.
2: I can't believe that it's that popular that it's on this list.
0: Uh, that yeah. year was the most popular. Well, I don't know if these were the most popular. It was just like a notable food that came out that oh. year. Oh, uh, I corrected. In 1995, blue M&Ms were introduced. Before that year, uh, the colors were green, orange, red, yellow, dark brown, and tan. 1995, a contest was held for folks to vote oh, yeah. for a new color: pink, purple, or blue.
5: And over 10 million people voted,
6: in
2: and
5: blue won. <laughs>
6: I remember, hey, but
2: they don't have the tan anymore.
5: That's what they got rid of the tan because the, the tan blue? was too much, like the brown. So there was a brownish one and a tannish one. I don't even remember the tan. Yeah, yeah. I
2: remember the tan. And it
5: was, uh, it was like, why do we got two browns in here? I
0: remember the tan. Uh,
5: 1996
0: was the olestra fat substitute, wow. which turned Wait, out what? to be a diarrhea
3: accelerant.
0: What the hell is yeah. that? So they they started marketing that, and yeah, apparently people started getting the runs from it. It was kind of a low – you could have a lower fat, but still have the the that the taste, taste that you wanted.
3: Olestra was you'd see the olestra. And they used it in chips and things, right? Oh. So it I it never gave me that reaction of the uh, of the diarrhea, but a lot of people reported evacuating. I
2: I, I've never even heard. I mean, I was in middle school at the time, yeah. so it didn't
5: last long. Shot up. when I uh, it was, didn't last long. <laughs> what uh, Steve? I don't know if you remember this, but what phrase I remember from that whole controversy yeah. was. Anal leakage? <laughs> oh my Do you God remember God. that? Anal leakage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would work its way into yeah. news reports and yes.
2: stuff. That's, yeah. yes. And that's
3: a phrase you never see really associated with a food advertising
6: campaign. Yeah. yeah. not
2: a good yeah. campaign. Limited yeah. anal leakage. <laughs> Limited, though.
0: These are years that uh, that foods came out. So think about the year you were born and what food came out In 1997 was the McFlurry. So they had mm. uh, McDonald's gotten into blending yeah. uh, ice cream treats at that point because uh, DQ had already been doing that for a while. Right? And, uh, they have the Blizzard, obviously. So, uh, but that was 1997, 1998, Thinny Minis. Thinny Minis? Mm, This was at Burger King, their breakfast treat. Oh, I did like those. It says it developed a cult-like following. Uh, The order of four bite-sized cinnamon rolls spread with thick frosting is no longer on the regular menu, but the nostalgia is so strong that occasionally Burger King bring Thinny Minis back for brief (laughs) delicious appearance. The great
3: thing about them is that you're able to drive to work with
8: icing all over (laughs) your fingers. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, when Burger King came out with the French toast sticks, uh, that was probably in the mid I remember that. to late 80s.
0: Yeah. For me, that was a game changer. They were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was they skinny were, before that. They were a pain <laughs> to eat because there was <laughs> dipping involved yeah. if if you were in your car, but yeah.
3: That used to be a big thing, to, a big selling thing. Well, it comes with something I can dip it. Oh, yes,
0: okay. okay. I bought Rochelle as kind of a gag gift, uh, A uh, these old things that you attach to the vents on your car. yeah. yeah. That hold the dipping sauces. Right. I think that's cool. It's Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's perfect. This is right there for you. You don't Uh have to. When you do the the driving with your knees thing, just so you can dip into your special sauce, it's dangerous. Why don't they make pants for commuting (laughs) with cups on
3: the front? Little cups on the knees
5: or something like that? Uh, Going back in time on this list, do you remember the four original dipping sauces for Chicken McNuggets? Uh, wow. Bar- honey mustard, barbecue, honey- barbecue honey mustard. Not honey mustard. Not honey mustard. Not honey mustard. No oh. kidding. No. No, no, yeah, honey. Don't. Oh, sweet
2: and sour sauce. Yeah.
5: That so we're we're dancing all around it. Honey, spicy mustard. No, nope. hold on. Honey must, honey, barbecue sauce, sweet and sour, and then the fourth is hot mustard. That's why I said oh. spicy mustard. Well, hot mustard. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I would not have guessed. I I guess that sounds vaguely uh familiar to me, but yeah, just straight up honey? Yes. Imagine dipping your chicken nuggets just in a straight oh, up honey. I did. It's a it. oh, you did. I loved it. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how to treat these dead animals. Uh, Majestic and, birds. And then in 1999, we got gogurts. That was a game changer for the kids. lunch uh, yeah. lunches yeah. for kids. You could throw a little a little tube in there, not have to worry about the container. They could eat it without a spoon. My really really easy neighbor's daughter basically ate gogurts for eighteen years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Our kids were big time gogurt fans. The blueberry gogurts right. yeah. were a big hit in the house. You ever stick them in the freezer? Oh, oh I mean, yeah,
2: I make them like make mm-hmm. the kids think that no. they were having an ice pop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was great.
0: That's a great idea. Totally lie to him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was great lying to the kids.
0: All right. that steak is ice cream. All right. Anyhow, (laughs) the the entire list is available at PresidentSteve.com. What food product came out the year you were born? So if you want to see it, it goes from 1940 to 2000. Wow. What's 1940 just for the, uh, did you mention that? York Peppermint Patty. Oh. (laughs) And then in 2000, it ends with gourmet cupcakes. Not really a brand, but more of a a fad. That's when they got tired of doing the list. All right, uh, so that's all we have time for. I'm tired of doing it because we got money to give Woo! away. We can take a break and come back with that, right? Yes, sir. All right, so let's break and we will come back. So hopefully, you check this list out at PrestonandSteve.com and uh, take a walk down food memory lane. When we return, the bizarre file, wild stories from the weekend to share with you, and of course, your chance to win 500 bucks with the Preston and Steve money clips on the way next. Stay there.
4: Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR.
0: The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant
11: It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now order all your season essentials online at AcmeMarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with drive up and go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors.
4: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give away some money.
9: 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Do it live. Now, here's your
11: money clip keyword.
0: And we have the word. It is cooler, C O O L E R. And you will have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do that very thing. You can uh, text it to a special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest and that person will get a call from our company Beasley so make sure that you answer your phone if you enter contest rules available at wmmr.com and the wonderful people at Hyundai City sponsor this contest the word again is cooler c o o l e r and a good luck to you
1: wmmr
0: presents Desire. kristen and
1: Bizarre. final.
0: Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for you, your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass. Fewer weeds. A guaranteed. All right. An older man from uh, suburban Cleveland who went missing after he told family members he was uh, taking his antique pickup truck in for service was found safe and Several hundred miles away in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. Police stopped the truck. A 1946 Hudson, by the way, in Kingston just before 9 p.m. Monday, mainly because it was only going about five miles an hour down the middle of the road. Officers soon learned the driver, Fred Lawrence, 88 years old, had been reported missing that day in Ohio. Lawrence uh, told police that he remembered driving on mostly rural back roads during his 350-mile drive that landed him in Kingston. He also told them that he wanted to continue traveling and asked where the nearest gas station was. I'm going on a booty call. Uh, (laughs) Officer Tom McTagg said he told us he was going to have the truck worked on and got lost and then kept driving. He said he gassed up three times. He thought he was in Ohio, and I'm like, no, bud, you are in Pennsylvania. After being evaluated at a hospital, Lorenz was released to family members from Philadelphia. A son from Ohio later picked him up in Philly. Oh, uh, and while police were told Lorenz has medical problems, including dementia, uh, McTague said the man had his wits about him, and he was very cooperative. Well, that's very cool. I, I would not have been thrilled if I was traveling behind him at five miles right, an hour. Right, right, 350 miles. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. A person was rescued Wednesday afternoon in Missoula. After becoming trapped in a silo and being buried up to his neck in sand.
2: Oh, my God.
0: A fi- Wait till you hear how they got him out of here. So the fire department reported and found the man inside a 35-foot-tall elevated silo buried in sand with only his face exposed. Oh. Jesus Christ. That's, was, that's like every nightmare. And he was approximately 25 feet below the only entrance, which was a small manhole near the top of the silo. Now, emergency responders... Used a pulley system, they lowered a rescuer with ropes and a harness to the victim. In your kidney? The, the rescuer then used a large diameter vacuum hose, uh, several of them that were extended to form two uh, public works uh, extended from two public works trucks to carefully remove sand from around him. So they vacuumed. Well, they the would sand have out. to. I thought they, you said they're going to put the nozzle on his forehead and lift him out.
3: That
4: way, yeah. Preston. Uh, he ate sand. He ate sand. That's
0: right. There was uh, constant concern throughout the rescue and measures taken to keep the existing sand from inside the silo from sloughing off and burying the victim completely. After about two and a half hours, the victim was freed and hoisted to the entrance above. Uh, to lower him to the ground, first responders used a technique called high point pickoff, which utilized a ladder truck as the high point, And they were then able to lower the victim using a pulley system to an ambulance. Uh, He was taken to the hospital, later released with no injury. So I don't know how he ended up in the silo, but that's a wild story. A lot
3: of people don't know that if you're in something like that, whether it be grain or sand or whatever, as you start to move, it's like
0: quicksand. Yep. A Seattle man who prosecutors say may be mentally ill was charged Tuesday with second degree murder, accused of killing his brother with a four foot long sword. <laughs> Bucky Wolf was ordered held in lieu of a million dollars bail during his first court appearance Monday, but prosecutors have since requested that Wolf be held without bail given the extreme danger that he poses to the community. Uh, the defendant's actions. Jamming the tang end of a four foot long, sharpened metal blade sword like instrument completely through the victim's head oh! and killing him demonstrate the oh. danger he possesses, the prosecutor Scott O'Toole wrote. What did you do, Bucky? They said, Moreover, the defendant appears to be severely mentally ill. He uh, killed was James Wolf, the man's brother. So Bucky Wolf called 911 on Sunday and told dispatchers he had killed his brother because he thought his brother was a lizard. Uh, He continued to ramble, saying, kill me, I can't live in this reality, and God told me he was a lizard. Uh, Wolf was able to provide his home address, where Seattle police found James Wolf dead. Uh, The charges say Bucky Wolf lived in a mother-in-law apartment on the property while his brother and father lived in the main house. Wolf was arrested a short time after calling 911 during an interview with police Wolf claimed to have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, told homicide detectives that their eyes and mouths were changing and asked if they could see lizards in the room. So... Dude, stabbed him through the head. So, did uh, this was obviously something that was going on for a while. Did they know he had a sword in his possession? No idea. No idea. Wow. A former Instagram glamour model threatened to blow up a plane from Melbourne to Auckland after demanding a glass of wine.
3: Ah yes, Hannah Tozadori was just threatened to blow up this plane.
0: Hannah Lee Pearson was charged over the dramatic mid-flight disturbance on an Air New Zealand flight. Uh, Pearson admitted a charge of disorderly conduct in court. There were seventy-two other passengers on board the Trans uh, Tasman flight. After the crew began serving food and beverage, Pearson requested a glass of wine. But when crew told her her ticket did not cover wine and that she would need to buy one from the menu, she began abusing a member of the flight crew, yelling, I don't give an F. Give me an effing wine, she yelled uh, at the top of her voice. then she stood up and yelled, I'll effing get it myself. Give me the effing wine and call the attendant a bitch. Mm-hmm. A Pearson tried to, as Pearson tried to leave her seat, crew managed to divert her into a vacant row of seats and hold her there. She then grabbed a crew member's arm in a tight grip, squeezed hard. She began making movements with her head uh, that caused other staff members to believe she was going to headbutt the crew member. Uh, Pearson continuously tried to get out of her seat with crew, uh, especially concerned given that she was near an emergency exit. But several times, she then yelled, give me an effing wine or I'll blow up the plane.
3: (laughs) Wow. So she's an Instagram model, is she?
0: Uh, That's what it says. Yeah, yeah. Crew handcuffed her and then strapped her to the chair using spare seatbelts. Her tirade continued with total disregard for other passengers in the vicinity. That included young children. Do you know how many followers I have? About 90 minutes uh, before arriving at Auckland Airport, she fell asleep but when she woke up on pun landing she continued her verbal abuse after pleading guilty today though her lawyer said she intended to apply for a discharge without conviction saying that a conviction would have travel consequences for her (laughs) well maybe that should be the case uh the judge was she amped up on anything alistar garland they didn't indicate in the story alistar garland uh said remarked that the airline would probably be quite happy if she didn't travel (laughs) yeah the judge also asked her lawyer if she had an alcohol problem and she accepted that alcohol has been an issue in the past i'd say so uh, so I'm is just this, a casual observer. Is this the same one, Nick? Yeah, Hannah
5: Lee Pearson. She's not that popular. I think she's a model on Instagram who thinks she's an Instagram model. Okay, oh, so yeah. I'm
3: on Instagram. Am I a model? Uh, uh, yes, you are. Yes, you Steve. are. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats.
5: All right, anyhow.
0: <laughs> you I are now. <laughs> they needed a title for her in this particular story, so they gave her Instagram model. All right, and there you go. That's where I had it, the bizarre file. I have other really great stories that I'm going to get to in the next installment of the B-File, so don't miss it because there's some really Great stuff. Uh, By the way, you have roughly five minutes left. We're going until 15 after the hour with the opportunity to win with the President Steve Money Clip giveaway for this hour. The word you need to enter is cooler, and I'll tell you how to do that one more time. You can do it via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Uh, If you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you enter it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. So, again, the word is cooler. C O O L E R. We're going to take a break. Uh, A couple of guests coming up uh, from the uh, Shock Talks. Ed Gein, The Real Psycho Show on Discovery Plus. Steve Shippy will join us. And outstanding actor Barry Pepper will be on the program, too. We'll be back in a moment.
7: The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You line.
14: Sandy Tour is a clothing brand for men and women. Styles created in only two to three different styles. Created collection from West Africa, a vibrant, bold pattern. For the busy mom who's a fashionista, the girl who loves looking chic for brunch or date night, the guy who needs a staple piece. Follow me on IG and Facebook at S A N D Y C H I C C O U T U R E and sannyshikator.com. Thank you. Next
9: message.
4: Hey, guys. David Ivey here, General Manager at Angry Jacks Axe Throwing, located in Nexton, Pennsylvania. We offer one-hour and two-hour coached axe throwing sessions, as well as leagues, Wednesday to Sunday. Give us a call or check us out at angryjacksaxes.com. Feel free to follow us on Facebook or
7: Instagram and get your axe in here. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com. Where Jack really does sell them for less.
0: Before we get what we get into here, I did, yesterday I did take a drive. I was coming back from uh, the, the shore, and it was so nice to see some fields of green. Oh, yeah. The trees are starting to happen, and it, we're just we're just a couple of weeks away from oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was just it was it was um, it was just pleasing to the eye. It was just it, it felt nice, it, you know. It, it's it, a, just it's a when, rebirth. It, it's,
3: it, yeah, yes, it, it's,
0: it, it's it, what it is. When yeah. These things start to fill out. It just gives you a new perspective, and the, something about the colors and everything, and the, the semen trees are all they're all oh, blooming they all bloom right now. It smells so, so good. Smell, <laughs> Splooge trees. <laughs> Uh, but it was really pretty, um, so yeah. Great things are on the way as far as uh, you know, the rebirth goes, so. yeah. and um, really semen is involved with birth.
5: It is. So it's you all. Have it without it's, it.
0: Mother nature's so complex. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned in the entertainment report we were talking about uh, Kim Kardashian. Don't worry, we're not going to talk yeah, about her. <laughs> uh, but I brought up the the Skims line now worth one point six billion. And then we started talking about. Uh, a couple of fashion things, and uh, Casey had pointed out that uh, butt cracks are never sexy, or at least plumbers crack. Is <laughs> yeah, not plumbers sexy. crack. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, and so we we started uh, chatting about uh, a couple of fashion trends and so on. And I know we I think we've hit this before that that uh, skinny jeans are are over with. They've been over with for now, but now uh, Levi Strauss, uh, the CEO Chip Berg, uh, has officially come out and said, "Yes, that's over." And now the mom jeans are back, and also uh, baggier jeans, are, or wider leg jeans are in as well. Okay. Yeah,
3: they so. were a fashion staple for quite a long yeah, time. It's just, like, it's just, just wrapping, a standard pair of jeans, right?
2: Her, just wrapping back mm-hmm. around.
3: Yeah. 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 So uh, so men, men are wearing mom jeans?
0: Uh, no, oh, well, not, that's not happening. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, people are, are flocking to loose hanging, wide leg, and flared jeans. I used to have some really like like loose, when, especially when you wore them in, they yeah. get
3: really you know. But not
0: like Jenko jeans,
3: right? R- no, no, not okay. like that. No, the giant one, yeah, with yeah. The, you know <laughs> no. three foot leg yeah, holes.
0: That looks dumb. <laughs> uh, and and I and I was too late for uh, bell bottoms. They were never around yeah. when I was uh, uh, younger. But I, I, I wonder them. if those will ever. You
2: like? Oh those? yeah, they're back. I
5: I, I think they're cool looking. Yeah, I like them. So uh, I think I bought these jeans in November, and uh, I wear jeans a lot. Um, Kathy, for the first time yesterday, I washed them.
2: For the first time since November?
5: Yeah. Yeah. What do
2: you Ew, think about that? I think that's gross. <laughs> well,
5: I, I know people who never wash their jeans, ever.
2: Uh, I know, but like, I, this is a whole different story now with the pandemic for me. Like, even clothes, I got to... Like, jeans, I'm if I wear them for a full day, I have to wash them. I can't oh, go. No, okay.
0: no, not me.
2: For some reason, I think it's like living on it. It's going to infest my house or something. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> By the way, with these more loose hanging and, and wider leg jeans, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, has stolen two pair of jeans from me,
3: really? Yes, what? like loose pair.
0: She's she she as tall belt. as you. She is taller than Rochelle now. Oh, Holy she hell! Is? Yes, oh, wow. wow. Where, Where did, did they get you that? How tall is she? All your,
5: all your kids are tall.
0: Yeah, really tall.
8: Well, they're both tall. I mean, Preston and Rochelle are both tall. Yes, yeah, but yeah. Rochelle
0: Rochelle's dad is like uh, six four. Her her. Her cousins are six ten and oh eleven. Oh, I mean, wow. like giant. So that's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. So and my dad was uh, is six three and he shrunk since, but yeah. So we have we have a lot of history of height. But anyhow, yeah, she's stolen my jeans, man. Mm-hmm. And she's she wearing your up. jeans. Yeah, How wild is that? I remember when really I used to wear and my and mother's in. bras. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, they fit, and I'm like, oh, mama. And she's like, she started crying. I remember because uh, I knew this day would come. <laughs> you remember?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this harkens back to the 1990s. The CEO of uh, Levi's, Chip Berg, had said "Uh, cycles do come and go. And I think the pandemic definitely played a contributing role to consumers looking for a more comfortable, more relaxing denim. Is that where we're going because of uh, COVID, Kathy? Um, Comfort? uh, Oh, yeah. I know it already has. But is that going to continue to translate as hopefully we're eradicating this? The scourge of our uh, no, of I our think world. you
2: mean like the com- the comfort clothing. Yeah. No, I think that that's going to sort of phase its way out now that people are, can go back out and get dressed up again, and women can wear heels and all that. Okay, give, well, give...
0: for the time being, they're saying though that this is they're they're now going to market these even more. The, the, these you know the at least baggier jeans. I think it's going to stay because I tell you what, I th- I
3: think jean wearing and um, uh, all of that stuff will be uh, our casual wear at work will be, you You know what I'm saying? Wait. You, you've had people have been so used to wearing casual uh, clothing at working from home. So
2: I just read an article that that's a major issue that businesses are having because people have been able to wear their sweatpants or right, even yeah. jeans and not have to put their suit on like right. they normally do. Or if you're in a Zoom conference or something where you're just wearing, right. the, you know, a shirt and a tie or whatever, but how they're having to have meetings and sit these people down <laughs> and talk to them and say, we have to go back to wearing that because people are coming in and being so underdressed and inappropriate, and ha- having to talk to the- talk to their sure. staff about yeah.
0: it. I hope that they're able to l- at least casual it up a little bit more. And I'm talking about the you know the full on suit wearing, like a maybe... sport jacket and jeans. Yeah, that to me that's yes. that's my standard. I've
3: I've realized now that unless it's it's a really formal thing, and I like I'll wear a tuxedo if it's if, or whatever yeah, if I need calls to. for it. Yeah. But for the most part. I think you can get away with a good, a nice sport jacket and jeans at just about anything, up and down the um, the, the dress demand. So even if it's a little bit higher end, you can get away with that, and you know just casual you can get away with that as well. I think it's totally applicable.
2: You know, one of the industries where they're having the biggest problem: teachers.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Really? Because oh. the
2: teachers are so used to just, you know, being super comfortable, probably throwing mm. sweats on, and now they're coming to work, like, with leggings on and just... Topless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but just inappropriate for the classroom at this mm. point.
8: Well, it's um, happening here, by the way. Like, the, the gentlemen that work in our sales... Normally, yeah. they would wear suits. Now, it's a yep. sport coat. And uh, hot pants. And hot pants.
0: Yeah, just and, a, and a, an uh, Oxford shirt type yeah. shirt. And, I, think that's oh, fo- I think that's... To me, professional as, enough.
8: as
3: long as you're, as you're groomed and, you you know, you look presentable you mm-hmm. just don't want to look like a slob if you're representing a business
2: um so one of the reasons that i changed the way not completely changed but um the way that i dressed when i came to work because was because of our sales staff right because we would sit in meetings with them or we would have conversations with them and i would feel uncomfortable i'm like they're here in a full suit and i've got like whatever i had on so i started to actually wear like Regular shoes and not sneakers and all of that kind of stuff because I didn't want to feel <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah, this was I lost, I mean, that, was, I lost years, years,
3: years that years now. ago. <laughs> we're compressed and you know we'll be sitting there in shorts. Oh yeah, and sneakers uh-huh. and you know uh, John Wake t-shirt and uh, but it's just the nature of the beast. Also, oh, well, and so that's the thing. The trade off would... is we get in. I get in here at four, you know, twenty in the morning.
2: Yeah, who wants to put a seat yeah, on at yeah, four twenty yeah. in the morning? I get it, but yeah, so it made me feel uncomfortable and and so I you know stopped doing that and I sort of tried to dress up a little bit, but now. We don't see them, so no. like for me, I'm wearing sneakers every day again. Right, you know, <laughs> right. like you I don't know. have to sit in I, meetings I, with them and feel uncomfortable.
4: There
3: is something to be said though for for feeling, you know, like again, the, what you're, the outside can in, uh,
8: inform the inside and the yeah. way you feel, and that's that's true as well. Hey, Steve, you know, like people don't even wear uh, suits to job interviews anymore. I know, I know, it's kind of wild. I always, to me, the
3: suit is uh, a must. Think that's-
2: Completely true. Now it is. No, yeah, when not. I was
3: applying for Chippendales, okay. yeah, I had it's to. not
2: completely true that you just you don't have to wear a suit to a job. I didn't interview say anymore. you don't
8: have to. People aren't people aren't wearing. <laughs> I'm, I'm I guess it depends
0: on what job you're, yeah. uh, you're you're interviewing for. But yes, I could see a more casual approach might be kind of the norm right now. Casey, when's the last time you've worn jeans? Uh... Do you even own a
8: pair of jeans? I do, I do. Um, I wore jeans probably a couple of months ago. Okay. I think, uh, man... Uh, you just don't like the way they feel. I know no, that, right? no, they're
0: a little too stiff. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so maybe these looser, uh, this looser thing, no?
8: I, I, I like, like my, my sweatpants.
0: Pants. Yeah, no, man, here's <laughs> the deal, man.
8: A nice,
3: really broken-in pair. And, and a lot of the jeans now are pre-broken-in, but, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I'm fine. I can hang in those, uh, you know... Uh, To me, that's, they're very comfortable. Yeah. I don't, you know, like a brand new pair of jeans used to be like, I have to wait till these are really
1: worked
0: in. But they, I think they kind of nailed it now with how they, you know, Mm -hmm. make them relaxed. Uh, So, yes, he said the uh, um, Levi's has started to notice an uptick in sales in the new styles of jeans when they launched two different fits earlier on last year. One pair of jeans that ballooned out at the bottom and another that was a high rise at the waist and loose fitting. Uh, they're definitely taking off, he said, and it's
5: uh, a new trend for both females and males. I know I've mentioned this a couple times, but uh, Jeff Goldblum does the show. Sorry, Kathy, were you going to say something? No,
12: no, go ahead. Uh,
5: Jeff Goldblum does the show on Disney+, and he visited the um, Levi Strauss uh, factory in Ooh. in San Francisco. It's really amazing, the history of the jeans, and again, it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, but they... they... Uh, all come out a lot of the jeans uh, jeans come out the same way and then they can use these these lasers to like um lighten them to put in designs um it's it's a really fascinating oh. industry and uh <laughs> kind of <laughs> um and uh and the way that they do it uh is worth a watch It's a half hour show on Disney Plus if you want to check right. it out all right all
6: right
2: um, so you guys know my friend Elisa is a stylist yes. for Fox 29. And she actually just did a segment on denim and, and what jeans people are wearing. Uh, her Instagram is at dressing underscore Jane. But she she uh, lays it all out. So it's boyfriend jean, mom, wide, paper leg, straight. And she says the skinny is not completely going away.
3: Mm. All right, so she's the one who, who like, uh, sexifies up Alex Holly for the that nighttime show that they... Yeah, uh, and listen, they, they, yeah. she,
2: I've known Alisa since we were 15 years old. She is one of the most knowledgeable people about right. fashion that I know. She wears the trend two years before it comes out.
0: Right, right. Should you do that or not? What? Be ahead of the trend. If well, you're a when trend you're somebody,
2: Yeah, when you're someone like her, yes, I mean, she's in that industry. So she's around people who are, you know, like... Kardashians who are setting trends, mm-hmm. you know, she'll run in that could that you, group of industry people. Could you
3: ask her if shorts and John Wick t-shirts are... Yeah, gonna, mm,
2: if it's okay for okay, right. meetings? Uh, yes, yeah, for <laughs> meetings. Uh, for but
0: interviews. When I saw this article, uh, they had pictures of, uh, like, I guess I don't know when it was, but it was like really low jeans. When would I that guess. was that the thing? No, it was for women. Okay. It was a beautiful thing. It was uh, a, yes, it, no. Yeah. I, I used to, to wear to them really just above skinny. the pubes. You yeah. had to be skinny to pull it off.
2: I think that was, I I feel like I was the beginning of college uh, okay. for that, so like 96, that, 97. That was
0: a good
3: trend.
2: Yeah. I remember that. That they were super low. Yeah, but was, the thing is, yeah, is that
3: you're you're almost rendered immobile because you do any sort of movement and and half your ass is hanging
0: mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so the shift has been driven, it says in a large part by younger consumers. Gen Z is all over the so called mom genes right now. So uh what am I doing here? Uh, I'm gonna go to Sean. Hi, Sean, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up?
14: So before COVID, me and my wife went to Cabela's uh, to get him to Iceland, and then, uh, long story short, we had to cancel it. But what we ended up buying at Cabela's were these awesome cargo pants that had like a flannel lining on the inside. So it was like these utility pants that felt like pajamas, and boy, did I use them for everything! <laughs> yeah, I oh. use them for everything. During COVID, yeah. During COVID, a day or a night with the in-laws, everything. Nice.
3: I think you can. Again, it's it's the way you present. It depends on what you're, you, how you wear what you're wearing. You know, exactly. If yeah. If you're
10: wearing like a, if you're wearing like
14: a nice flannel with these, you know, flannel lining cargo pants, man, you look pretty good.
3: Yeah. You I mean, see, it's, 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 it's an attitude and presentation. Thanks.
0: I actually, uh, I'm going to defend uh, cargo pants a little bit here, because uh, I know Kathy would probably beat up on them, <laughs> but uh, we, were, we were going for a bike ride to shore right. the other day, and, and I was wearing regular, you know, just two pockets, or, you know, back yeah, pockets and front right, yeah. pockets, and I realized that I needed several things with me while the run. I'm like, I'm going to go change into my cargo pants okay. so that I can put <laughs> my wallet in one, and cargo. my mask in another, yeah. and my keys here and I did all these other little yeah. things that I did so there you go i, I agree like so the
3: some of the sh- some of the uh shorts and I have even like stuff that's they, they're hiking shorts they're a little thicker for the winter and uh they have zippered pockets on them which yeah. are, which is oh. awesome
8: dude it's that, awesome all of my adidas pants have zippered yeah, pockets because <laughs> you
3: know when you're bop, bopping along you don't uh-huh. want stuff to fall out. Your
12: <laughs> zipper pockets.
3: see like see like, if a job interview gets very aggressive and you do a handstand <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't want stuff to fall you out
0: what <laughs> Things falling out. That, yeah, that, that would look. Be what a, I can yeah. do? Yeah, what, if dude? You asked... just dropped all that change out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah. What, what if, if there's has... a condom too? <laughs> what if you
8: asked me to do a handstand?
0: Yeah, That's yeah, better. yeah. You got to cover all your you gotta... bases, yeah. man. You got zippers look, on your pocket. Look ass. what I can do. <laughs> well, you'd make a hell of a lawyer.
15: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Anyhow, all right. So there, there's your fashion update. Um, oh, you know what? Kathy had sent me this article uh, on Friday. I think it was about figging, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever shot ginger up your butt before?
3: Preston, no. this article is very
0: informative. It's not about... F- <laughs> <laughs> it's about a show we watch called Servant. Yes. And oh, yeah. there's a really neat uh, aspect to this. They're going to be filming their third season, and um, the couple that owns the home that they shoot this show in. It's in it's in Philly. It's in yes. Center City. I don't know I wonder where that is. Oh, it's in uh like near Rittenhouse, right, Marissa? Yeah, didn't
5: she see it? Yeah. See them yeah. filming? Yeah, it's right on Spruce Street between twenty first and twenty second.
3: Okay. So the, the that's the exteriors. Do we know No, they, yeah, they ex- do it inside too. They're filming actually inside the house. Okay. Very yeah,
0: cool. Yeah All so right. so here's the the deal with that that the owner of the owners of the home are Jay and Stacy Storm uh, and, uh, they have their own kids and Stacy is an architect. She had redesigned that house. It's an, it's from 1850. It's so cool. And she redesigned, that house from top to bottom. Uh, so they were obviously flattered when the uh, producers wanted them to, you know, to use that location. Uh, but signing on was a whole other story for their house to be featured, um, They'd have to repaint and redesign the home, and she had, you know, done yep. all this. So Stacy had done all this stuff the the to fix that home the way they wanted it to. And they're also going to be losing privacy. Yeah, they wouldn't have access to certain areas of the house for quite a while. And to compensate for their adjustment uh, in living, um, they were offered a location fee, which is standard procedure if somebody's using your location, they'll pay you. Right. Uh, so they were gonna oh they were gonna pay them around a hundred grand per year. For the use of that home, because they were going to be in there a lot, they were going to, you know, have to leave and so on and so forth. Was a couple months of filming, so they weren't sure if they wanted to move forward or not, but they had an idea about how they could make it all be worthwhile. Jay, by the way, the the the, the one of the owners of the home is the chief of neurosurgery at Chop, and was trying to innovate in the field of pediatric brain tumor research. And Stacy said, we didn't need the money ourselves, but it seemed like an opportunity for the center that could be really special. We realized it would be disruptive to our lives, but that the upside for the research and lab would greatly outweigh that. So the couple agreed to go along with the filming plan if the show would donate the fee to Jay's research initiative, which is called the Center for Data-Driven Discovery in Biomedicine at CHOP, with the goal of expanding their existing programs and raising the center's profile through uh, the partnership with the show. So they are donating awesome. all that money. That's awesome. Uh, to this uh, initiative at uh, Chop. How so cool it's is that?
3: Four seasons, right? Which we know.
0: Yes. Knight
3: sure. himself said it'll wrap up in the fourth season. Yep. That is awesome.
0: Yep. That's great. Uh, so Shyamalan and the production team uh, acquiesced and they will just donate the money directly to Chop. Would you. Uh,
3: Would you go to that? Give up your home for a location shoot if uh, someone came here?
0: Yeah, I think I would. Wouldn't that be a bit of an adventure? You know, like uh, Game of Thrones or something. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) My house is perfect for that. (laughs) We got a pool and everything.
2: No, I couldn't do it. No, no. When we had, when we did the the whatever the makeover show, I forget which what it was called. The one that we did, I I like. I couldn't take it, even though I was getting something out of it. Like, right. I couldn't take the people and their things and the mess. Right. <laughs> and I just, I was like, I got to get out of here. It this. is dust. Gotta... Imagine
3: Servant in the background. Kathy's like, don't, don't step on that. <laughs>
2: totally. Pre- uh, Steve, it, uh, yes. Yeah, I would yeah. be like that. And not, I don't even mean like the the mess from the work that's being done. I mean, like, oh. they're like. Just their, the equipment. Their bags, around. their yeah. equipment, their lunches, their, you know. Their
5: apple cores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Where's my
3: baby? He better not be in my living
0: room. Um. Wow. No. I think. I think it'd be pretty damn cool because. And then if yeah. it's a hit, right. Your Your home is ever
5: you're forever immortalized in that, yeah. and that'd be a pretty cool little thing to have. And that you could cool. deal
0: with it for a few months. You hey, know? speaking
5: of uh, movies that were shot here, uh, there's contention. I've read uh, se- uh, several different articles, and I I'm, I meant to bring this up to you guys a while ago, but we're sort of talking about it now. Anyway, mm-hmm. the the mansion that the Duke brothers live in in uh, trading places. Right. Um, I've heard that it's in Gladwin near the Philadelphia Country Club, but somebody told me that it's not, and I, I've, I've done some research, and I can't find where they actually shot the exterior when they leave the house and drive down the long driveway. No yeah, and then and then they head into the city. Um, so there's a, there is a mansion right near the Philadelphia Country Club in, what would that be, West Conshohocken? Yeah, uh, I've um, always heard that's where it is. Yeah, that's what I've heard um, too, yeah. Steve. And then somebody showed me an article that said otherwise, but then there's just conflicting reports. So if anybody can let me know, I'd, I'm just really... curious because it's a cool looking is it or isn't it Yeah. yeah
3: I've been telling, I've been, i, mean, I mean, that. Am I lying to people? Of it's not same. Uh, like directly across from
0: Philadelphia Country Club. Yeah. There's a couple of big houses there. You need a boathouse.
5: That road. Um, and if you're headed towards the country club, it's on the left-hand side, above the Schuylkill Expressway. Like yeah, not too far. F- you can actually see. I know. Where you're t- I look up there all the time, and yes. you can see it at the top of the hill, right? Yes, you can see it while you're driving mm, on the Schuylkill Expressway. I don't Think that's the same one. That's what I was originally told, and then somebody told me otherwise. So I don't know what the actual house is.
0: Okay. All right. If somebody does know, please, please. Uh, Get In touch with us and let us know because I would like to check that out. Uh, by the way, his um, uh, Scott, the owner of the home, his uh, uh D3B center, uh, was founded by Jay and Neuro, or no, I said Scott, Jay is his name. Where they had Jay, why they call him Scott? I don't know, it's his nickname, <laughs> oh, goes yeah. back to college. Scotty. Hey, Scott,
8: to Scottster. Uh, I called that guy from uh, hometown Scott. And I finally figured it out. That might have been where it from. Okay.
0: And you texted me about it. What? Yes.
8: So I kept calling him Scott. His name's Ben. It's Ben (laughs) Napier. Ben and Aaron Napier. But I kept calling him Scott. The name of his company is Scotsman, yeah. the Scotsman So there company. was a connection.
3: There was. I yeah. couldn't figure it out. It's not his name. No. <laughs> like, I call Steven Singer, Steven Singer, because I think of the company. That's right. You're right. Yeah. It makes total yeah, sense. I keep getting
0: confused. Anyway, the, the D3B Center, founded by Jay and neuroscientist Adam Resnick in 2016, works to develop cures and uh, therapeutics for children diagnosed with cancer and other chronic terminal diseases and this is the third season running that servant has been a major supporter of that research which is great i love it love it and uh, each year servant has made a donation on top of the agreed upon location fee so they're oh, you know they do that they're doing more than that which is uh, really really cool. i wonder if they leave some of that food around that's prepared for the uh <laughs> because
3: they, it's all gourmet food that you see featured if, if oh you watch it, uh, you know we're talking show about. yeah yes. oh my god even
0: just the pizza it's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, okay, so Ben has a bit of insight on right. the mansion from Trading Places. Hi, Ben. Good morning.
16: Good morning, gentlemen and ladies. How are you?
0: Wonderful, man. All right, so you know where
16: this house is? I used to landscape um, on that property. That property is located, I believe, on uh, Winwood Avenue, Montgomery Avenue in Villanova. Um, the owner used to be Frederick Haas. Frederick oh. Haas owned... Ha- Roman Haas Chemical Corporation out of Philadelphia oh, yeah.
3: okay. okay so so um you know exactly where it is and you're, this, you're sure it's the trading spaces home this is, home? is, this is not the, the Stoneley, uh
5: estate now is it
16: I'm not sure if, I'm not sure the name of the estate but uh, that's where the scene from trading places was shot at that doorway. Okay. And even some of the, the footage inside the house is the actual house in Villanova.
3: Yeah, now it's the Peckerwood estate. <laughs> Peckerwood. Uh, <Yeah>. Maybe.
16: <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, all right. Have a good day. All right, see you. Does that
5: help you, Nick? Yeah, except that I'm it not really sure he's right. And because several other people are texting in other things. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, Louise has a different filming
0: at their house story here. Hi, Louise. Good morning.
9: Hi. How are you?
0: Wonderful. What's
9: up? okay, well, that t v show that um that they filmed here dispatches from elsewhere, Jason Siegel, right? yes, yeah, they used my next door neighbor's house for um in the last episode when he's they show his flashback when he's a child okay, they used my next door neighbor's house. It was only on the show for maybe ten seconds 'cause when I watched I kept waiting for it, um, but it took them three days they um her house is very. It's an old house, but it's very pristine. She she keeps it really nice. Uh, they had they had to close off the street. They had to. Um, they had you know people everywhere. Right. We had to move our cars out of the driveway because it was supposed to be taking place in the nineteen fifties. And did they, they pay you pay. for that? I mean, no, what? they paid her. They paid her. I think they paid her like a thousand dollars or something. It yeah, but, like I mean, it's, it's yeah, amazing. It's, it sounds to... like
8: you're inconvenienced as well. And... It was
9: probably inconvenienced. It was Halloween and um they blocked off the street. I I had all this candy. I couldn't there was no trick or treaters because they blocked everything off. Nobody could come. Um we had to keep our cars out of the driveway until they were done. Uh, I ended up my car was parked on the next block overnight. It was it was really Listen, it, it, it was really a lot of inconvenience to me, and I didn't get a penny out. It, of
3: it. It's great that the business comes in, but I, 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 it can be. You, you should have during a critical scene when it's supposed to be like nineteen fifty-three or something. You should have driven through the scene in your Tesla. Yeah,
9: <laughs> <laughs> was, that would have been that would have been would have been funny. But it was. how we ended up because I looked at the thing, they never. I said, "Oh, maybe you'll see my house out there." Window. No, nothing. Uh, they had like five seconds of them in the in the living room. That was it. You right. know, and it was right. it was crazy, and it wasn't even in Center City. I live in Lansdowne in Delco, so they weren't even in Center
0: City. We appreciate oh. it, Louise. All right, thanks, Louise.
9: <laughs> Thank you. All
0: right, uh, so we got this in. This is actually the official Duke's Mansion. Is on Long Island. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's mm. not here at all. That's not. It's in called Philadelphia M- Mill Neck Manor. 40 Frost Road, uh, 40 Frost Mill Road in Mill Neck, New York. Oh, yes, so I
5: know that. Yes. So the uh, the caller that was talking about the Haas estate, that it's called Stonely. It's right near Villanova's campus. It's a, it's a really cool place. It used to be a um, wealthy home, and now it's this park that you can, it's open to the public, anybody can go there. But that, I've, I've heard so many different reports about the Duke Mansion, uh, about it, you know, in and around Philadelphia. None of those reports are true. Is it possible the- that's where they shot 48 Hours? Uh, I don't think so, okay. no. But yeah, the, the Duke Mansion's on long
0: island i was in san francisco
5: norbert maybe mm-hmm. norbert i'm mm-hmm. not sure
0: uh you guys have seen the series where the guy goes up to these ridiculously huge houses yes. knocks on the front door and asks him what do you do for a living yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh we talked that. about that yeah, yeah. we thought we, we wanted to do that but send gary lauer out yeah good. yeah oh, yeah my, i think would be the way what the do guy. i do for a living <laughs> uh nothing <clears throat> bingo
6: you okay sir <laughs>
0: Uh, I would love to do that, especially in um, Gladwin and Nick, the areas that you were talking about, because Ah. I do from time to time when when the Schuylkill Expressway is backed up, I'll take Conchhocken State Road and go that way up through to Conchhocken. And and you drive by some of these estates and it's just um, aren't you effing nosy when it
3: comes to that? Yeah, I I am. I am. Um, I'm curious. There's there's a new uh, condo complex up here. The Luxor. Have you seen it? Uh, it's, um, if you, if you go down presidential, um, you know, heading down towards where the Longhorn Steakhouse is, heading up to city line. Yeah. It's now, you saw a case, right? It's on the left and they, they're. Oh yeah. 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 I remember when they were redoing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like where the Panera is, right? Yeah. So across the street uh, on, on that side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, but I know the one you're talking about it, there's one closer. It's, you know, where roly poly is. Yeah, yeah. It's next to that.
5: Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh. You ever get off the Schuylkill at Gladwin and go right, go underneath that overpass, that that little overpass? Like, if you. Along the river. Yeah. If you go that way, not along the river, but once you, like, pass that Mm -hmm. and then you get up, you take, like, a little bit of a different way. You eventually end up on Conchoggin State Road, but there's some really neat looking house. I didn't know there, there were that
5: many Powerball winners out there. Like I don't, yeah, right. I yeah. don't know where their money comes from because it's astounding wealth. It's crazy money. There's yeah. one
2: Spanish style looking house and it's kind of like set down. So when you drive by it you're looking over top of it. And I always I'm like, what <laughs> do they do? And where did they get that style?
0: You know what? And how can I extort them? Yeah. I'd be
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd be careful because that person living there could be a serial killer. And sure. here's your segue game yeah. because yeah. Our guest is on the line, and he's on to talk <laughs> about uh, his show, Discovery uh, Plus, which, Steve, you already watched. This, I watched right? this last night. I really enjoyed it. It's called Shock Docs, Ed Gein, the Real Psycho. And for those of you who don't know the Ed Gein story, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. But he's the inspiration for all kinds of stuff, all kinds he's, of Buffalo Bill. And he's the, Norman Bates. Yeah, yeah. Norman Bates, all that stuff. So please welcome uh, the host of the show, Mr. Steve Shippy, Shippey. Is on hey, Steve, good morning, sir.
16: Hey, good morning. How you guys doing?
0: Good. Steve, so it, did I read correctly, this is the first time that cameras have been allowed on the, the Gein property since
16: all that went down? Yeah, absolutely. It's the very first time since Gein was arrested about wow. 50 years ago. Wow. You,
3: you know, it's interesting, Steve, so I watched uh, the show last night, and it's, it's two things running simultaneously. It's a paranormal investigation. It's also uh, a history with um, stuff that I had not seen before, and, and as you said, access to areas— um, you know that that actually helped me put all of this. We've heard this forever. Obviously, this occurred in 1957. You know, I've, I'm, I've, I've. I'm, we have all sort of drawn to this stuff just because we can't comprehend it. But to see um, where the Gein Farm was in relationship to the town of Plainfield, and and then you, you know, through the the um, CGI and stuff, you're able to put the house where it was on the farm and everything. I just found that so incredibly chilling to see where this was going on in relationship, how he could go in and out of town, but no one knew what was going out on the farm. It was just, it was kind of a wild thing.
16: It really, yeah, it really was. I mean, it was, you know, kind of chilling for us just to be out on the farm and kind of realizing, you know, this was kind of Dean's ritualistic behavior. You know, he would comb through the obituaries. He'd look for recently deceased women that he thought resembled his mother. And then he would sneak out into the cemetery right after the funeral. Once the sun went down, dig him up and then, you know, put him in his truck and then sneak him back to the farm. And then all the ghoulish things that, you know, he did once he got there. And here we are standing on that property. So
3: you begin the the special begins with them um, in 57. They respond after the uh, woman in the hard, hardware store, warden, uh, hardware store, goes missing, and they so he they have they, they, they get Gene and they, they put him in jail and they go to investigate his house, and what they find give us a list of some of the stuff they find because it's just mind blowing.
16: Oh man, so many things they they found human skulls with the tops cut off that he was using oh as, as bowls to eat out of, uh, bones turned yeah. into silverware. Uh, One of the most disturbing things and and most notable things is they found a full body skin suit, uh, you know, made from from women's skins that he would dress up in. uh, He would would tell a psychologist that he would put it on and kind of dance around the yard and he would do it at night as to not be seen by anybody.
3: Um, I I, what blew my mind was uh, the the belt made from female nipples. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, and, and, And a pair of lips used as a window shade drawstring.
16: Uh, yes. Yeah, so and he would also use skins, uh human skin to upholster chairs, lampshades, um, you know, even more things that kind of, you know, it, it is public record, but not often talked about. He yeah. would have skulls uh, hanging on the wall at eye level, almost like it was company to him right. or he would yeah. communicate with them. And, and, and
3: so his mother so in, in classic psycho fashion, which is Robert Block, I believe is the author's name was based it on his his mother was his, his dad was really kind of an alcoholic who died early on and his mother was a very um a domineering woman he had an older brother who had who had died young and so he was he was in this house with her and and, and she really mistreated him really badly correct
16: yeah absolutely yeah she basically instilled in him uh from day one, that that humans were were inherently evil, particularly women. And you bring up his brother, which is very interesting. If you dig into the case, uh, you'll see that uh, uh, Gein went to authorities and and flagged them down and said, uh, you know, I I think my brother is hurt. He's trying to put out this, you know, this fire on the edge of the field on the farm here. And uh, they said, "Okay, well, where is he? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, but yet he was able to lead them right to his body. And uh, they were and it was very bizarre circumstances behind the death. But, uh, you know, at the time, they just wouldn't think uh, his own brother would have done it. But in hindsight, they they believe they speculate that may have been Gein's first victim. Uh,
0: So, Steve, you know, the the story's been told several times uh, about all that took place. Ned Gein, what what approach were you guys taking with this uh, with uh, the shock docs?
16: Well, you know, we we went down, a, a, I guess, a completely different path in the sense of I mean, we definitely wanted to document and chronicle who he was, uh, what made him ultimately who he became and what he had done. But we were there uh, investigating the paranormal uh, from that vantage point. We had received tons of tips that the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin, had several haunted locations, and they all seemed to be tied to Gein or his victims and what he had done. And after receiving so many different tips and so many different reports, we just, you know, thought it was time to really start looking into it, and uh, you know, conducted preliminary interviews by phone, Skype, that type of thing. And once we felt there was enough validation, we went out and, and conducted the investigation.
3: Well, the, the interesting thing is, this town has has really, like, been saddled with the Ed Gein lore and legend. And in fact, when the the farmhouse was burned down, it was thought that it was people were just tired of people coming to see this, you know, gruesome um, landmark. And so but but you there were so many people who were reporting incidents who were they must have sort of like sheepishly been contacting you because it it seems the town does everything to not embrace this.
16: Yeah, uh, that's very true. I mean, a lot of people would hit us up and uh, give us a wealth of information, but then when it came down to it, they didn't want to get on camera, you know, for interview. Uh, I, you know, they, I should say they wanted to, but they didn't want the local backlash because they lived there. Um, and even while investigating, we were getting a ton of different leads, people coming forward, uh, sometimes leaving uh, notes on, you know, perhaps our vehicles. Uh, that type of thing, and um, we were also kind of confronted by some locals too while we were investigating, and, and, and some of that did make the the documentary. So the wounds yeah. are definitely not healed out there.
3: So, so you go to like, for example, the 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 um, what was the the uh, the hardware store, which is now a, a storage facility, and you go to the jailhouse, and and there are these different locations that that, that figure prominently in this. But uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, we. I, wh- wherever you stand on the paranormal thing, and if that's, you know, I, I find it fun. I-, I don't always believe every aspect of it, and there's it a lot, most of it that I don't, but I, I say the kind of, um, when you have that kind of evil energy, I I, I don't know, you know, what happens. I'm not going to say that I know conclusively anyway, but if there was ever a spot where something was going to happen, uh, it's there. So do you yourself, do you yourself feel things? Do, I mean, because you're standing on that site where we know there were, Tons of bodies ex- exhumed and 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 people murdered, and that that feeling. Did were you? What was your sense while you were standing there, basically at Ground Zero?
16: Well, you know, I guess to describe a physical sense, I mean, there was definitely a, a very looming feeling that of being watched. Um, there was also kind of a, a visceral sense of um, foreboding, I guess you could yeah. say. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, you know, you, you we know going into it what happened there. So you have to separate. Uh, thinking about those things and knowing where you are and what happened there. Right. But Even beyond that, uh, there was a feeling of, of of kind of being watched, as if something were following us around, and, and uh, really on edge.
3: And you make the point also, and it's, it's throughout the the the, uh, the special uh, that they, I mean, though they think they've accounted for a lot of it, they don't know what is buried still on on parts of that property. They they don't know what what is still out there. Do, do you know the the status of of I mean. They, they they don't feel that they've comprehensively accounted for everything, have they?
16: No, no, I, I don't think so by any means. And, and in fact, too, um, you know, when you really look into the case, there there had been some women that had gone missing during, uh, I guess you could call it his, his heyday before he was apprehended. And, you know, although they couldn't prove that Gein did it and he didn't admit to it, they also know that Gein didn't admit to a lot of things and, and was deceptive. Right. Right. Um, you know, even even after he was caught red-handed, uh, he still was withholding information. Steve,
0: who owns property and, and what's done with it now?
16: Um, well, the individual that owns it definitely wants to remain anonymous. In fact, he uh, has several <laughs> different strategies to make it very hard to track him down. We were mm-hmm. able to, and uh, it wasn't easy, gaining access to the property. You know, we went through a lot to be able to... Uh, show them our intention and, uh, you know, had to prove uh, to this individual who we were, what our track record was, what we would be doing out there. And uh, we were lucky to be the first investigators to get access to Gaines Farm.
0: Is it is is it anything? Is it just vacant or is there property or what? Yeah, it's just vacant. Wow. Okay. They just want to keep it, you know, leveled. And you would
3: you would not know it if you pass by it. There's nothing there to indicate it.
0: All right. No, it's it's. Compelling stuff, crazy. Uh, so it is now available on uh, Discovery Plus. It is called Shock Docs. Ed Gein, the real psycho. Pretty wild stuff. Steve, thanks for checking in. We appreciate it, man.
16: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, Steve Shipping. It's, it's a wild story. Just oh, you can't even imagine. Hannibal Lecter, yeah.
3: uh, uh, Norman Bates, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's all based on the Ed Gein story. Yeah, all different little aspects. All different aspects, of, aspects yeah. He was
0: certifiable. All right, I want a break because we got a guest coming up. And uh, we are going to talk to Barry Pepper. Great. When we return, he's got a movie called Trigger Point, which is available. He's just a fantastic actor. Um, And we also have another shot at you winning $500 this morning with the Preston and Steve money clip. So make sure you stay with us. More things included with that. We'll be right back in a sec.
2: MMR Spotlight's the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots.
8: That's right, and this month's artist is Liz Delise.
17: to your local shots artist of the month for april check them out every wednesday at 6 30 right here on the mighty
7: mmr
9: and you can hear and see more now at wmr.com keyword local shots sponsored
7: by family and company jewelers find a band that rocks her world at family
9: 93.3 3 wmr everything that rocks philly
0: all right kath we're gonna skip traffic for now because our guest is early God, we love it when our guests are early because there's more time with them. It's a wonderful thing, and yeah. we are such huge fans of his. He's got a movie coming yeah. out, and He's great. Uh, you know him from great roles in Saving Private Ryan, Green Mile, Sixty One, True Grit, Enemy of the State. The list goes on and on. So yeah. many good things, and now a movie called Trigger Point, which Looks is available good. in theaters and on demand Friday. Please welcome Mr. Barry Pepper Yay. to Yay. our good show.
13: Morning, hey, Barry, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. Excellent. i great. I think our weather's better than yours right now. I'm up in northern Canada on the Pacific uh, Northwest Coast.
3: Oh, it's beautiful up gorgeous. there.
13: Oh, yeah, man. it is beautiful. But i it's surprised we kind of came out of the doldrums just recently, and we're into some nicer weather now. So, good motorcycling weather, and um, <laughs> my mood is changing. Beautiful. <laughs> good. It, good.
0: It's crazy how it does that, right? Good weather yeah, gives yeah. you good moods. Hey, Barry, so, uh, trigger point. I was just watching uh, the trailer. Um, it looks great. You look great. And I wanted to ask, is the worst you've ever looked in True Grit? Because you were an ugly bastard. That
13: yeah. yeah, that was fun. The book that the Coen brothers based it on, they they didn't go back to sort of the original John Wayne film. They went back to the, the novelette uh, that that his film was, was loosely based on. And what I had read in there was that uh, Rooster Cogburn, who Jeff Bridges plays, had shot Lucky Ned Pepper in the mouth when they had this previous dust up in a in a prior in a prior uh exchange and so i thought oh that'd be great that'd be great fun to to go in with uh you know busted up teeth and and kind of a locked jaw and so we had a lot of fun playing with that putting on the prosthetics each morning and wearing these gnarly teeth (laughs) (laughs) well
6: you you
0: look much better in this one but uh (laughs) your your character uh nicholas has gone through a lot can you give us a little bit of a background on this story please
13: yeah, he's a he's retired CIA special operator who, who's, he's kind of, he's in his former life, he would have led like an invisible team of elite assassins, sort of, uh, you know, uh, terrorizing the terrorists, if you will. And so he's now retired and living off the grid in solitude. And, and so when we meet him, we, we learn a bit through his past, through these nightmares and flashbacks that he's having of a traumatic event that he's been through. And, and because of the trauma, he only has these shock memories and glimpses of, fragments of what transpired in his past. And so we're learning as he's learning. But what we do know and he knows is that he was accused of giving up the names of his entire team of special operatives who have now been assassinated. And so he's sort of living. He's disappeared. He's living in that guilt, and he slipped off the grid, and he started this new life. And he's tracked down by his former CIA, CIA handler, played by Colm Feore who who convinces him to join him in hunting down the assassin and trying to clear his name and that's sort of our jumping off point okay you know it's funny. In point.
3: It, it's, it's funny because i i, I you know I, I read a lot of political books and political intrigue and so on and so forth and the history and and you know there there where well, there are certain levels to stuff like this and you think oh well, that that could never happen and well, sometimes you begin to realize that stuff like this could happen and, and perhaps <laughs> yeah. has happened and that's what makes it very relevant now your director um who is Brad Turner he worked yeah. on Homeland in 24 and if you if that's we're right. talking about this that's this is right in his wheelhouse
13: yeah, it really is, and and two, I do a lot of gun work at the range, and so it was kind of it was kind of cool for us to come together like that because he had that background and so did I, and and so it was kind of a it was a perfect fit. It was kind of my COVID uh, film. I was up in Canada working on a a film called Solitary with Nate Parker and David Oyelowo, and uh so Brad called about soli- um, about Trigger Point, and I was in Canada, and I was like, man, I haven't filmed in Canada in years, and. Now I'll get an opportunity to see some other parts of the nation, and and it was great. And so we just connected instantly because of like like you say his past and yeah. and my background. And um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, so he first he sent me straight to like one of the best gun academies and gun ranges. Uh, with, and I guess so got to work with some really fantastic people to prep for the film.
3: Well, you, you appreciate it too when you know that someone is up to their to, up to snuff yeah. on
13: that. We, one years ago, we had John Woo in the studio,
3: whose oh, you know, wow. action and and he he actually was so precise that that he would apply like each actor would have his own particular gun sound and so on and so forth. Uh, wow. You know, to, to, to do that, but it, it does you know to sell that and to sell the action and everything. Uh, you know, it looks like you're doing a, a lot of your own stunts. I mean, do you have to go into, besides the gun training, is there a whole bunch of rigorous physical stuff that you do to prep for a role like this?
13: Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I try to stay in shape, but you just sort of never know what you're going to get, what's going to get thrown at you. I remember doing this one car sequence, and um, and I actually ended up driving in the ditch and almost into the trees, and it was just like a sort of a high-speed, you know, drive down the road, and, and the car slipped off, went into the ditch, and just about through the trees, and... It was funny, later I found out that it was one of the, the producers has had loaned his personal vehicle <laughs> to, the, oh to my God. the second he just thought, oh, it's a simple little car <laughs> sequence, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, you sort of never know what you're going to get thrown at. I remember one day doing a, a gunfight through the trees and just crashing down the hill, doing a little roll saying, you know, no problem, I can do that. Yeah. That little stunt, And then smashing up my knee and, um, and wrecking my Achilles heel and, and and you know they're just little things you just don't you don't you don't know they just seem they seem so innocuous at the time but yeah see it's really hard to to um, you know defend against everything but yeah you try to stay in in good shape right and be prepared
0: and, and Barry you've had you've had a history with yeah. with gunplay in your roles and also real physical roles and and right now on Netflix in the top ten in the nation is. Saving Private Ryan, like, out of nowhere, and I watched it over the weekend because I was just searching around for something to watch, and I was going to be doing Uh some chores, and I wanted something that I've seen before that I wouldn't have to pay every detail attention to. So I popped it on, and I watched it this weekend, and for the life of me, I don't know why all of a sudden that's resurged in, you know, the viewing, viewership right now, but it's just... Yeah,
13: I don't know either. I feel very blessed that it has, you know, to be a part of something... As special as that, that is, has is sort of stood the test of time, and, and in fact, we just celebrated Billy Crystal and Thomas Jane and I celebrated our oh, 20, 61. 20th anniversary, sixty one. So it's, it's it's so good, it's kind of cool when films like that stick around. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, but yeah you, that's neat. That was neat to see Saving Private run.
0: And uh, by the way, you were the season. coolest character in the, in the movie. <laughs> right. the, 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 <laughs> that must have been great to play some some uh, a, a really cool character like that.
13: It really was because it was my first. You know, my first. I had never been. Um, You know, I'd never been across the pond before. It was a big deal oh, wow, for me. Wow, wow, As a, Sort of wet behind the ears, young actor, you know, showing up on a Spielberg set and meeting all these guys, you know, meeting, you know, well, all wait the a cast members and going to boot camp with Tom Hanks, and it was just, it was crazy, yeah.
0: You lived on a ship with your parents for five years. What do you mean that was your first <laughs> time across the pond?
13: Well, that was just, we, we we sailed all through the South Pacific in okay. the 70s, but uh, this was the first time I'd ever been england or okay. ireland france uh it was it was really an incredible experience and and Stephen, of course had spent months building these incredible towns like these full full like full-scale towns verville and ramel yeah. were these french villages that we ended up you know using and, and blowing up with tanks and 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 uh and mustangs and it was just an incredible um you know, set to play on because sure. everything was just like so real, and um yeah, so it, it was quite a quite an experience for a young actor for sure.
5: Nice. Barry, as far as I know, you're not on social media. You spend a lot of your time in British Columbia. I, I, can you go off the grid like the character in this movie? It, it seems to me like you can kind of just disappear and be Barry Pepper with your with your family, and then come back and work when you need to. Is that accurate?
13: Yeah, you know, I think there's a cost to it for sure. I mean, I I chose to raise my my daughter when. When she was born, we decided to leave L.A. and leave the city and, and live, you know, near her, her grandparents and aunts and uncles and raise her in the country. And I was raised in the country hunting and fishing and having a garden and an orchard and, and you know, just sort of living a, you know, normal, rural life. And, and so, but there is a cost to that, certainly. Like, you don't you don't always see all the best scripts and you because you're not in everybody's face. You know, you're not at all the parties. You're not at all the events. You're not, you know, doing... All the shows all the time, and so you have a bit of there 's a blessing and a, and a curse to it, and that the blessing is that you 're not oversaturated you know it 's like you 're not in everybody 's face all the time, right. so they you can kind of disappear into these roles, which is fun, which is what I like uh, I think sometimes we we see certain actors in roles and we 're like well that 's just so and so in a mustache <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, uh, right. and right. it 's hard to escape <laughs> you know it 's hard to escape with them and, and so I think the blessing is that living. Off the grid, in a sense, or living in uh, away from social media and all of that, uh, you you can disappear as a as a character actor, and and then and then the flip side of that, of course, is that you know you're not as available.
0: So, hey Barry, yeah. I, want, I wanted to ask you know, what it what takes you. Uh, uh, bear with me a second here. There's there's a scene in the movie Seven Pounds where you are crying. You are your eyes are red. You're, you're <clears throat> you just emotionally you look beat up. And when you're called upon to do that as an actor, does that take a toll on who you really are as a human being? Like, look, I I can't do that again. I'm gonna
13: cry it out right now. You
0: know
6: what I mean? Yeah,
13: yeah, it does. Actually, it's funny. I it's terrifying too because it's a lot like it's it's similar to being naked on on a film set and doing a sex scene. You know, it's you feel as vulnerable in front of the because everybody's you know there's a hundred people sitting there waiting for you to cry. And if you don't cry, it's like you're screwing up the whole day. <laughs> you know? And and so you, you because it is spontaneous, you don't know if it's gonna be there. You don't know if it's gonna come, you don't know if you're gonna have anything left in the well. And so you have to kinda dig down deep wow. into some of those memories you might not wanna yeah. remember and so you feel a little bit like you're you're robbing yourself of private memories sometimes, uh, to to associate to a a way to relate to what the character's going through. But sometimes you have to revisit you know, places that are, that are traumatic. And it's funny. Sometimes when I come back from a really intense film, I'll sleepwalk for wow. about, That's interesting. about a week. My poor wife, you know, I'll sleepwalk and talk around the room. And, <laughs> and, uh, as and long I, as you're
3: not wandering around that. with a sniper rifle, it's
13: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, well this, yeah. looks like, uh, this looks like an intense film. And uh, who knows? Is there a potential this could open up a, uh, a, a, a franchise. franchise for, for a Barry Pepper?
13: Yeah, we'll see. You know, it, okay. it always depends on that's what they had originally intended and I said, Well let's just do one and see. Right. And see how, how well it goes and Yeah, okay. so uh, that would be that would be good fun.
0: Wow. Well listen, Barry, we're massive fans. It's been a real treat to speak to you this morning. We appreciate the time and we wish you the best of luck with everything. But right on thank you guys so much. Anytime. Barry Pepper, guys. Wow. Hey, nice guy. Damn, he is so good. He is so good, and
3: what a nice guy too. That's the guy. You, that's the kind of guy you want to get in the studio and spend a lot of time yeah. with, and do the do. It. And we're going to get there, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's very cool. Wow. And
0: the All movie right. looks good. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So we were getting so tied up for that, uh, you know. what? Oh, we forgot to. We got to take a look at traffic. Yeah.
6: yeah. yeah. Traffic.
0: Nj. <laughs> Is a fast what do they make
2: exciting? You
0: know? NJM insurance group traffic, Kathy. What's going
6: on?
2: The eastbound side of the Platte Bridge being affected this morning because of pipe installation that they're doing at the base of the bridge. So you're stopped on the upside of the uh, the eastbound side of the bridge. Traffic is being diverted onto the Navy Yard Access Highway to 26th Street Northbound uh, to avoid this. 295 northbound jams from 47 to 42. The right lane is closed. That's emergency construction. 55 northbound heavy depth to 42 route 70 westbound after Cuthbert Boulevard. To Right lanes are closed. A down pulling down wires from an earlier accident on the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound. You are still jammed from the Boulevard to Spring Garden. Uh, and then on the westbound side, out near 202, we had the right lane closed because of a sinkhole. Uh, on 95 southbound, that's coming to Bridge, the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. Once you get to the Vine westbound, it uh, looks like you're slow near the Schuylkill Expressway just a bit. Boot Road at 202 in West Goshen. There's construction there. Watch for some lane closures. The Ben Franklin Bridge westbound slowing the Toll Plaza to the downside. This traffic report brought to you by Allstate. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rates you want. Visit Allstate.com. I'm or call an agent for a quote today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All
0: right, thank you, Kelly. I've been... Kelly, Kelly. hi, I'm Kathy. Kathy, nice there's a person named Kelly on the line. And I've been told... <laughs> sorry. I've been told that Kelly has something to say to us all. Something so, to say to Kathy? Well, to say to everyone listening oh, this morning. okay. Hi, Kelly. Good morning.
9: Good morning.
0: Can I call you Kathy?
9: <laughs> <laughs> I've answered the worst.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Kelly, what did you want to tell everybody? But I just won $500. She did. Now, Kelly, how did you win this? Did you, like, go to a casino or something? Or what happened?
9: (laughs) No, I texted in your 8 o'clock word.
0: (gasps) That's how you did it. And I won.
9: Press
0: (laughs) this deep money clip. That's a wonderful thing. Where are you from, Kelly?
9: I am from Atco,
12: New Jersey.
0: Atco, New Jersey. Well, we are delighted to add you to the growing list of winners here with the Preston and Steve money clip. And we happily present you with $500, Kelly. So congratulations to awesome. you.
9: Thank you guys so, so much. All right. We love you. I'm so you. excited. It definitely made my
11: Monday. Oh, awesome. awesome. <Todd bowling pueblo at bay> Let's hear for Kelly. Yes. Hey, Bradley, hey, <computers. inaudible>
0: Sorry, I was looking at her name, <laughs> Kathy got done with the driving, and I called her Gally. 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 my
2: All hair. right,
0: so I have a question, because we were getting ready, we went straight out of one interview into commercials and straight into another interview, and we didn't get a chance to chit-chat off-air about what we want to talk about in this particular segment of all the right. Press
3: and Steve radio program. Now, are there are a couple things. Yes. Uh, yeah, we can go as we're big as uh, The Origins of the Universe. Okay. Yes. Or, uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, we have audio clips. I don't know if they're that exciting to well, you. There was the, the, the listener posed question. Yes. Do you want to do that now? Do you have that email over there? I do. Okay, yes.
0: I, I think it's a, a one that we can address. Okay, this is from, I don't know who it's from. It says, <laughs> Steve, first-time messenger. sent a little picture. She's... Uh... A looker here, this gal. Well, let me I'll tell you what. Let me call it up here. Oh, Lauren. It Lauren. Says Lauren. There you go. It says, hey, there you go. Hey, she hey, wrote hey. to Steve. It says, uh, first time messenger, long time." Did she read you through social media? Yes. Okay. Yes. First time messenger, long My time. My MySpace time account listener. I know it's a long shot, but I wanted to see if on the air she says tomorrow. This is from last yeah. week, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. You could bring something up, maybe a poll for listeners to participate in, whether or not, and this is how she phrases it, by the way, whether or not men and women can be friends after they've made whoopee. Whoopee. Uh, <laughs> it's for science, she said, though <laughs> though it would make for some interesting content. <laughs> science. Uh, she says, happy hump day. So it was last Wednesday. So is she looking... My response was... Yeah, he said, Lauren, is this by any chance of direct pertinence to you? Okay. And then she wrote back, you're a goddamn genius. (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) But that would be most excellent, many thanks. Uh, So she wants to know for herself. So she's banged a friend. And she wants to know if that friendship can still be there. Because I assume she's not interested in getting to a relationship with this particular person, but wants to remain friends on a level. And can that happen or can it not? Or... Can you have an F-buddy? And or or a one timer, you know what I mean? My life experience hmm. says
3: yes, you can. Uh, you though you walk a tightrope, okay. you know. So so and you always have to weigh out what's more important to you: the friendship or the person. Now, my wife was was um, she was a a great friend. I mean, we w- you know in, in general, I I though I w- I felt more romantic leanings towards her. Initially, and she felt the same way back to me. I've had many female friends in my life, um, but I, I, I knew I wanted it to go
0: to another level with yeah, Claire. this is a different yeah different animal. this is a different thing. Yeah. this is not interested in a relationship, and I think I think the only way that something like this happens, usually there's booze involved, um, but I think that you can be, but not right after it happens, and not for a while probably. You think you yeah. need to take a, like a pause? Yeah, like years, like years.
2: Yeah, really. I think it depends on how long the the
3: session lasted, the,
2: the friends' the benefits <laughs> lasted. Yeah, like if it if it was just one time, I don't think you need to go years. I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it takes years. I think you can. If, next if, morning
3: at the coffee machine. Well,
2: and it also <laughs> no no no. It, got no, weird, it also dude. depends. <laughs> it, got weird, it also depends on like. If one person wanted to continue and the other didn't, like if, if, if it happened one time and both were like, you know what, not a great idea. Then I think that you could be friends. But They're, if one is still feeling like they want to continue and the other isn't, then that's where you get issues.
5: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's countless movies made on this very topic and, and often those movies will end with them getting together because they realize that their love superseded the friendship and right. what Harry <laughs> met Sally. Exactly. Yeah. Then,
3: Sometimes it doesn't. Well, yeah. I, I
5: agree. Um, but I am friends with ex-girlfriends. Right. And and uh, that caveat took time,
0: and that's different though. Ex girlfriends, you were dating; it was a relationship.
5: Yes, mm-hmm. right. Sort so this of is friends with benefits. Yeah,
0: and so here's the thing: it also depends on what type of friend you're with, and 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 if it was if it's somebody that you've been a longtime friend, you know, you already had this established friend relationship, and all of a sudden right. you guys do it for one reason or another. I mm-hmm. think that complicates it quite yeah. a bit. This isn't just. Banging somebody you know and saying let's be friends, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Knowing someone and being friends with someone is two different things. Yeah. I think so.
8: I, I listen. I think the simple answer to that question is yes, yes you can now, but there are certain variables that will go in and say well, you know so it's but it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like there are variables that that um, can right answer that question. No, right. So and well, you there- know one of the variables is that one person actually has. More romantic feelings uh, than the other that's one, it. and that's why they're they are right. sleeping together. Yeah, right. uh,
0: and you know, but or if I, after you do it, then that other person ends up getting into a relationship. Do you start to get a little bit jealous about it? Yeah, and then potentially. It's like, wow, I had a
3: good, uh, and I, I you know, it's just geography made it go away. But but a, a good female friend who I would have wanted to have explored a uh, uh, something more profound. But I also realized she was such a good female friend that I didn't want to jeopardize it. Right, And, right. and, and didn't follow through. That, That like, you know what, uh, uh, because you, you kind of meet her. It, it's really, a, it, it's like a gambling at a casino. Yeah. You got you to gotta weigh the risks and you got to see, what are you really looking for?
8: But I had a friend in college who, that's, we were friends. And so at the end of the night, it was like, all right, let's go. All right. And it never turned into. I needed that, Lou. Okay. But yeah. Well, it was, his <laughs> so, name was John. But So you guys were legit friends. <laughs> yeah. We were friends, and our friends, and we were never anything
0: but friends, but... Right from the beginning. And then, and just, then, you, and then you did it one time. And then we did and it then you were a few times after, after that. that. And yeah. you did it a few times after that. Yeah, we so became it? F buddies for a little bit.
3: Yeah, I would... Uh, okay. I'm did did to you think. clearly define... The, did you clearly define... We didn't have to. We didn't have to. There was no, there was no
8: right. definition. I mean, All it right. really... we We knew exactly what it was. It yeah. never turned into... And there were plenty of options for either one of us to indicate to the other that maybe it was something else so like in college you had you know formals and dated parties and that's where like you would be I, i was never invited to any of her formals she was in a sorority and i was in a fraternity i never invited her to any of my that was the that was the way you would sort of indicate to somebody that maybe i have a Feelings, you know, m- more so than you know, just this physical right. thing that we've done on a few like, occasions, like dates and social
3: things, started to become, um, yeah. boyfriend territory, yeah,
0: yeah, and and the term the f buddy thing, because I remember in in my past I had had, um, how how do I phrase this, like booty calls, like mm-hmm. like like you can call me if you want to, right, you know, it's like that kind of setup. Uh, but we weren't friends, per se. We didn't right. hang out together or anything like that. So that's kind of just a, you know what I mean? The, so, I, I do. So that would be maybe, maybe an F buddy, right? Yeah. But you're not hanging out and going places and doing things together. So right? with, I don't with, know. With, <laughs> what set this off though, with her, with her question
3: is, and I, I wonder uh, there has to be so a little bit more. I think a more specificity to it, which is, um, were you friends who did it, and and then and then, or were you, you know, in other words. You know what I'm saying? The complexity of it,
0: there there are a couple different levels. All right. Donna has friends, uh, the guy that she's been having this relationship with for a while, leaving his house now, <laughs> it says okay. on the phone. Hi, uh, Donna. Good morning. Good morning.
9: How
0: are you? Hi. Are you feeling great today? <laughs>
9: I actually have a friend. We've been friends for 25, 30 years, okay. and it turned into that kind of relationship. I And I go down there once a week, and I'm actually just leaving his house.
0: That's why I was asking <laughs> you if you're feeling great right now.
9: Oh, I am feeling great. Yeah. So I, have a, I have a nice grin on my face.
0: All right, so 25 years. Uh, does this happen when you are both single and it just kind of, hey, I'm not seeing anybody, you're not seeing anybody. Let's do our thing, you know?
9: Yes, that's it.
0: Okay, that, that's it. And All how right. often does this happen?
9: Um, it's been going on for about nine years now. <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay, and like how often? Like once a month, or you know, a couple times a year? No, once a
9: week. I go once a week? once a week. Once a week. Yeah, once a week. <laughs> but if you know, if he meets somebody and is and goes into a relationship, I I I you know lay back. If back I off. meet somebody and go into a relationship, he lays back.
8: All right, Donna, are you are you in love with him?
9: I was a long time ago, but no more.
8: No
3: more? You don't? And that, that little spark of love never reignites briefly?
9: No.
0: What huh. if he met somebody that and wanted was, to get... I made
9: the relationship all about sex, and, and that's all it is.
0: Okay. All right. What if he if he all of a sudden meets somebody and wants to marry them? Uh, is that going to bother you at all?
9: Uh, actually, he was engaged.
0: Okay. <laughs> and and <then laughs>
6: were, you,
3: were you a
8: side piece by
9: any chance during it
3: became, that? It became once a month, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
8: laughs> no, Donna, were you yeah, a side I, um, piece during that he, relationship? What? Were you a side piece at the during that
0: relationship?
9: No, I was not. No, because when he goes into a relationship, I respect that, and I lay okay. back, huh? and he does the same for me. Huh.
0: Right. So I think this scenario exists for some people. Uh, yeah, but, but it's it's pretty rare, don't you think, Donna?
9: Yes, I do. My daughter
6: doesn't understand it. <laughs> Did she, she come does? along? Yeah. How yeah. old My How old's your daughter?
9: Thirty eight. She's not. She's not young. Wow. She doesn't get it. How old are you, Donna? Uh, fifty-five.
0: Look 55. at you! Okay. Look at all you, right. Terry. Are you out. happy?
9: Yes, I am.
0: All right, all right. especially right. Especially, That's today. All <laughs> especially right now, <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh-huh. I mean, Donna, when... did you did you spend the night there? Or was this a uh, go over in the morning thing?
9: Yes, I did spend the night. Actually, we were roommates for a while.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Did you watch America's Funniest Home Videos?
9: <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Donna.
2: Have a good day,
9: guys. Right,
0: you too. We'll see you wow, later. Look at her with the thirty-eight-year-old daughter.
9: See yeah. now, i
2: need to hear from him to see if yeah. he feels the same way, or does he keep going back because he's hoping it
5: turns? <laughs> he's
2: hoping it turns into something.
5: When they work, they're yes. great. You know, when when you can get away with a friends-with-benefits, but the, the complications that can arise yeah. cause so many more problems beyond that. But if you can, if Steve, to your point earlier, if you can define it. And yeah. both parties are cool with it? Go. That's hat, hat, hat that agree- it. if
0: you have an agreement, yeah. a, yes. verb- a verbal front. agreement. Agreed. And then totally. and
5: then if you're upfront about,
0: look, if you start feeling a certain way, tell me. Right. You need to tell me. Yes. You know, then then so I can it, run for the hills. As long as those things are <laughs> defined and everybody sticks to the uh to the agreed upon terms then then yeah, that can probably work you out. You can be mature about it, but what happens is that you know, that things again, that that's the
3: parameters set the rules set; everyone adheres to them to the best that they can, uh, because it can go asunder, really, really, in a dramatic way. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it,
14: it's workable, and gonna, then it's also not. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mark.
0: Uh, Mark, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. What's up, buddy?
14: Uh, no, I'm like you guys just said; it can work. Okay. just Depends on the person. I met a girl about 40 years ago. Wow. Uh, in the mall. Look at all and, you guys. <laughs> go yeah. ahead. And uh, her, it worked out fine. Um, we started hanging out with her girlfriends, and it was just a buddy thing, and I, she wound up giving her girlfriends my phone number.
16: So
3: <laughs> so you're uh, you're working your way through her girlfriends?
14: Oh, they worked their way through me. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. All right. So are now, did you do it just this one time, or was this a regular thing for a bit?
14: No, it, it went on for about four or five years, and that's with all of them, and they all seem to be okay with it. All I of them? I'm not going to complain. <laughs> All of them,
0: and and everybody just uh, agreed. No relationship. You you go and do what you want, and when it's convenient, we'll get together and have yeah,
14: sex. Yeah, and you know, we just would hang out, and you know, I'm I like getting along with everybody, and apparently so did they.
0: Mark <laughs> more more than one at a time.
14: Oh uh, well, no comment on that one. <laughs> okay,
3: so at this point in your life, after dinner, do you take him right. back to your apartment at three thirty in the afternoon? <laughs>
6: Well,
0: well, why not? Wouldn't you? <laughs> are you? Are you still Are you still
14: engaging in this, Mark? I'm too old for that now, but back in my youth, yeah, I was engaging in anything I could. Back All right, <laughs> I got you. And,
0: and you're still friends with uh, these ladies, some uh, of them?
14: I haven't seen them in a few years, but I'm sure it would be a... Quite amicable.
15: Hello, you know? all right, Mark.
3: If you're happy, that's all that matters. So that's yep, good,
15: exactly. Good, good for you. Life's yes.
3: If no right. one's being hurt and everyone's consensual, th- have at it. That's right.
14: Yeah. All right. all right, man. Thanks, Mark. All right, guys. Have a great. Have time. a good Appreciate one. <laughs> oh, come on. What?
0: what? No, I can't read that. Right. It's, it's is a, this a guy really. 95? It's a really dirty text, and okay. I can't. Okay, let me well, let me go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Have you read it. Hi, Jason. <laughs> good morning.
15: Morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Jason? Alright, well, my story's kind of uh really messed up. So I started a new job and uh the office manager. Um, we became friends and that became a little bit more than friends. Um, I just got out of a relationship. I told her don't get attached. She got attached. Um What can you say? I'm a student nice guy. <laughs> I'm pretty great. <laughs> so it it gets a little worse. So I met the general manager's daughter. Oh. And I started dating her, All right. okay, so and you're doing everything and drop, wrong. Yeah, and dropped the office manager like a bad habit. Okay, um, you you
0: have you have uh, you have broken two of the cardinal rules. Yeah, yeah.
6: no, no um, I know. Unless so,
3: you literally yeah. have a <laughs> meal next to a pile of your own crap, <laughs> there's not much worse you could do.
15: <laughs> uh, trust me, I know. Okay, okay. Um, so, oh no, she wanted to kill me. I couldn't. I if I saw her at the office, when I, I did off uh, the general manager's daughter for about four years um for about the first three if i saw her in the office i had a duck run and hide or yeah. i was afraid something was going to come flying at me okay. or, i mean it, it was it was bad um so how is it now now it's good she met somebody else she got married um we worked it out at work and you know i i worked there for eight years um and this was in the beginning for the first four so i mean we've been really good friends for about the last 4 or 5 years and uh I actually I was in Texas I just moved back to Pennsylvania okay and uh we still talk I, I still call her every other week or so um, Listen, Still I, a really good friend
3: Preston you have so, you have exes that you communicate with you. right
0: that are friendly I I had I haven't in a long time but, but
15: yeah. yeah yeah
3: absolutely there are a few that that, yeah. that so throughout my life and not none right now but you know uh, um, but um but uh it, it it's, the listen, thing was always uh, you said it you said the most definitive piece of advice lay out the lay out the the rules in the beginning
0: yeah listen there're a reason why i was yeah. boyfriend girlfriend with uh, certain people for a length of time right. i liked them i yeah. liked them a lot you know right. what i mean and then once that is over and done with over time you can look at the aspects of that person you really liked a yeah, lot, yeah. not just being with them physically or something like that. And you can still be buds. You can still, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, reminisce about the old times and, and just stay in touch. And it's, you know, and that's what Facebook and things like that have, have allowed to happen. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go to, oh, now we're getting into the work thing. <laughs> Hi, Thaddeus, you're on the air. Good morning.
10: Good morning guys. How are you? Good. What's up bud? Uh, well, I used to be a manager at a hotel and, um, you know, one thing led to another. One girl liked me at the hotel. I kind of did it with her one night. Um, it got around, and then before I knew it, all, all the all the women in the hotel wanted to sleep with me. Well, so let me, ha- let really me ask you:
3: all the all the people who were at like who, had, who were occupying rooms, or are the employees? Well, that's no,
10: no, no. well that's well, true. That but no, okay. the people that that I worked with, the hostess, the front desk girl, the gift shop girl, and it just got around, and we just you know, I don't know if it was like something like I was a trophy or Yeah, what, what got around? What I mean, you know, well, yes, people I go here in the parking garage. I go out in the parking garage at night after the shift. Wait a second. But what, wait, wait a, a second. You're a working in a hotel and you're, and you're banging people in the garage? Oh yeah, in the stairwells. You <laughs> had so, so, rooms! I go to the uh, yeah. lounge. I'm not I'm not kidding. I swear to god.
8: All right, so hang on a second. Are you uh <laughs> are you really attractive? Do you got a hammer in your pants? Both? <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs>
10: I'm, I'm a ginger. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't. So I'm you red pubes? That's not necessarily a turn on. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, but but yeah. So you look like a problem crotch. child.
0: You must <laughs> well, be good looking because word getting around. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't automatically mean everybody that works there wants to have sex with well,
10: you. Well, they did, and I guess they got around. Like I had a fire crotch, so.
0: <laughs> a fire. <laughs> sure, crotch. I've never seen one of those before. Oh, well, 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 I, I see. Okay.
3: Good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like banging heat
0: miser. Funny. Uh, yeah so anyhow we were talking about you know remaining friends with somebody that you we have haven't. sex with but yeah. hotel yeah. sex how does this pertain oh, yeah, to yeah yeah well i still had to
10: work with the people all right and uh and there was no know,
0: jealousy it, not one or two of them that got a little weird about it
10: they did but then i think it was just they they knew what it was they you know they, they came He's back the with flock. me wherever to, you know wherever we went to so, like i said the stairwell the roof the the parking garage, my place. All right, let, let me
3: ask you. You got, you yeah. can't tell me that the ones you nailed on the roof and in the parking garage weren't <laughs> jealous of the people you brought into
6: actual rooms. <laughs> right?
0: Oh my I mean, God. when you're banging behind a Bronco, it, it's... <laughs> what was the most uh, precarious place that you managed to pull it off or pull it out, either one?
10: <laughs> well, like I said, on the roof, I was working in Baltimore. I was looking over the harbor. And uh, she went down, you know, I I don't want to get into detail. Yeah, sure. She She went down to the harbor.
6: Hey,
8: you didn't work at that hotel that has a restaurant called Windows, do you?
10: (laughs) I know Windows. No, it was actually, it was called, um, it was at the Hyatt Regency. I don't want to give too much out. I don't want people to know. No, you don't. A lot of people are texting
0: in that they don't believe you, Thaddeus.
2: But, you're a send us
3: a
0: picture of your red pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right
5: now, he I text it to you. <laughs> he doesn't want to give out too much information. His name's Thaddeus, and he worked at the Hyatt Regency. You
8: Thaddeus is a very common name, Nick. Uh, go. There go. must gotta be gotta
5: a million Thaddeuses. Go. Thaddeus oh, thanks, Thaddeus. See you later. See you later. Enjoy wine at 3.30 in the afternoon. Here, this text says, Bull
0: s." no one likes ginger dudes. That's funny. Oh, my God. Uh, we have a we have a, a poll. We have a Twitter poll if you would yeah. like to answer that. Uh, oh, look who's on the line. Lauren, who had oh, uh, gotten in go. touch with Steve. This is her. She's the one that kicked this whole thing off. Hey there, Lauren. Hey,
12: good morning. How's it going, guys?
0: Wonderful, but how's it going for you?
12: It's <laughs> good. It's a lot better now. Thanks for asking.
0: No problem. So uh, the, you asked from a, a personal perspective because you had had maybe... Do you want to tell us what your situation was? So
12: here's the situation. So my boyfriend and I was going together like two years now, but when we first started dating and got serious, he let me know he had a friend that was still in his life that, you know, they're very close. They're not, you know, very platonic now, haven't slept together in eight years, but they were talking a lot and, you know, still friends, very friendly, texting a lot here and there, and still a lot of conversation, a lot of support, a lot of like a very, I guess, like emotional cheating, I guess is what I was thinking. Okay. All right. Obviously, like they were still, so my, my reaching out to speak for the poll was, is it appropriate to still be friends with a girl you had slept with, even if it's eight years ago? Who's, you know, I don't know what the girl thinks because obviously girls think a different way after they've, you know, had sex with a guy than a guy does. So my poll here is to see: is it appropriate? You know, I'm 32, he's 32, for a guy and a girl to continue on a friendship like that.
3: So, the, the guy, so, so you're guys. you're talking you're talking from a level of protection. Like, is is it feasible that he is simply? Really, a straight up platonic friend with an ex, and is that appropriate? I can tell you this, if they are legitimately friends and you are in the relationship with this guy and you feel and you feel comfortable with him you you should trust him, trust but verify and i, I yes, I, I think it's
0: absolutely feasible. she mentioned something though, and we've we've brought this up on the air because i 've seen articles about this before that sometimes that women are more hurt with a, uh, an emotional relationship than with a sexual relationship. Right. And, and so, so does it kind of bother you, Lauren, that maybe he, you know, seeks, uh, comfort or advice from her as opposed to you, that type of thing.
12: Well, so now they don't talk anymore because I'm a psychopath and this has been <laughs> totally squashed, like burnt that bridge. So now I don't have to worry about it, thank God. <laughs> but, you know, at the time it was just like, so, you know, being in a relationship for two years in our 30s, I was like, this is just so inappropriate. Like, get the hell out of my life. And so for a girl to be, you know, to be her and if I was in that position and if I had someone, you know, a, gr- a good friend of mine who I had slept with, had the girlfriend reaching out saying, please don't talk to my boyfriend anymore. You're annoying. Like, get a life. I would go away because it's just like. You know what
3: I mean? Like, moving forward. I think, no, I I understand that. I I think what happens is, though, when you start to do something like that, you start to almost create the need for it to happen. Right. Uh, You know, so, like, uh, he'll be like, oh, man, this is, you know, uh, it's a tough thing. You know, you're being honest about it, about having it throw you off. I think that ultimately uh, it's got to live or die by how you two are together. And if an external force can act upon that and ruin it, then. It was perhaps not meant to be in the first place.
12: Right, exactly. So he kind of, you know, got his big boy pants on and decided, oh, yeah, right, I need this chick being me and I don't need this one because it's not, you know, it's not fair. Okay. So she's out of the picture now to give you a full story, thank God. But during the times it was just so much anxiety, like they're they're on the phone, we're helping we're giving her furniture, we're FaceTiming her dad. I'm like, I'm literally gonna kill this bitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a right. lot for that's a lot for next to be involved in your life.
0: Hey Lauren, would you would you uh categorize yourself as high maintenance?
12: Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. I mean, just a little bit, but I'm not going to be fake. You know what I mean? It's too short for that. So thank you, okay. All right. thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Steve. You're the man. You guys rock. No problem. All right. Thank
0: you, Lauren. I right. Appreciate a it. One. All right. So it was a little bit different scenario than, uh, but yeah, I, I understand. I yeah. 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 Yeah.
7: yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, there are points at which it, also the boyfriend had, in her case, Lauren's case, yeah. would have to understand that it's making, you know, like when, like with, with, my, with my wife, I needed to understand her perspective on things to under. You, you don't. Sometimes it's not landing with you the way it is with the p- person that you care about in your life, and you need to try to see it from their side. Sometimes, yeah, you know.
8: Uh, during the course of that last conversation, by the way, Steve, a whole bunch of texts came over confirming Thaddeus's story. So <laughs> I did see
6: a couple of them that said, "Yeah, I think that
0: guy banged my cousin. <laughs> I believe him." Fire uh, bush. Yeah, yeah. There were a few red pube. Uh, comments as well so all right well discuss we have a poll on our twitter account uh so if you'd like to uh chime in you can do that as of now a couple hundred votes uh it's leaning leaning a little bit more towards yes you can indeed it's 56 Mm percent you can maintain a a real friendship with a one-time F buddy. So that's the question of the day. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll get to some bizarre file stories, and we are approaching yet another opportunity for you to win $500 with the money clip. Stay close. We'll be back in a moment.
7: Hear Dirty Honey's new track "Gypsy" and The Offspring's swing ska-inspired. Plus, see Preston and Steve's recent video interview with Amy Lee of Evanescence. And check out this week's big friggin' deal from King Shooter Supply in King of Prussia: an hour of instruction and range time for just seventy-five dollars. Keyword deal.
0: All right, I'm I'm gonna get to some really cool stories here, but. I, you're going to have to tune in tomorrow because i got too many. Oh, right.
3: really? Too yes, many. that good no, I'm,
0: I'm not going to be able to get to all of them now. Wow. So let's do what we can. All
1: right. Now, WMMR presents Kristen <laughs> and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File.
0: Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years, four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. We're going to start with this one. A man who was stopped for driving on the wrong side of the road in Catalonia was found to have a dead body in the front passenger seat. Police made the grim discovery after the 66-year-old suddenly turned around at the checkpoint between Spain and France. Was it for a high occupancy, Lane? No. Investigators believe the deceased and 88-year-old man had been dead for about three weeks. Oh, my God. And they say the driver may have been taking him home to Switzerland. For three weeks? The body, believed to be the driver's partner, had started to decompose. It was covered with a blanket and was wearing a seatbelt. Hey, crack a window, would you, buddy? An autopsy will be carried out this week to determine how he died, although investigators say there's no evidence of criminality. The one upside of that is that you always have control of the radio. The driver was initially heading towards France on Thursday and arrived at the Le Jonquiers border checkpoint. Upon seeing police, he turned around and drove 30 kilometers back into Spain, this time on the wrong side of the motorway. France and Spain both drive on the right side of the road. My
13: God. Uh,
0: Catalan uh, police signaled to the man to pull over, but he ignored them. He eventually left the motorway and took a local road where he got into an accident. Uh, Toll and parking tickets found in the car suggest the driver may have chauffeured his deceased partner to various locations, before being discovered, including visits to Madrid, oh. Malafranca del Penedes, and even Italy, despite travel restrictions mm. because of the pandemic. No Barcelona? No Barcelona. Uh, the driver, who is a dual Swiss Spanish citizen, lives in Spain and is still being questioned by police. He is currently only charged with traffic offenses, oh. so not in a lot of trouble right now. I'm sure you guys saw this video last week, reigning Miss World. Yeah. Uh, Caroline (laughs) Jury announced on Friday that she has given up her crown amid controversy surrounding her behavior at the Mrs. Sri Lanka pageant. Uh, Pushpika De Silva won Mrs. Sri Lanka. But during the crowning ceremony, uh, Jury had snatched the tiara off of De Silvia's head, claiming De Silvia was divorced, which is against the pageant rules. De Silva, however, clarified in a Facebook post that she is separated, not divorced, and said that she was injured during the incident. While taking off De Silva's crown, she was allegedly injured, and then Jury was arrested and released on bail in relation to the incident. <laughs> it's right
3: up there on the stage, right at the point of presentation.
0: Yeah, Jury discussed the drama in a video post about her decision to step away from the pageant. Uh, That has been tainted by the crowning ceremony. She said, I will always stand for what I believe is right. Yeah, even Uh, if I'm wrong. She said this while she was wearing her crown, by the way, and sash. (laughs) Every beauty pageant has a set of rules and regulations. What I was pushing for from the beginning was a fair stage. The rules and regulations are equal to all. Rules aren't there just so we can find loopholes so that we can win at any cost. I believe rules and regulations are there for a reason. She said the Mrs. World pageant was not created to discriminate, divorced, or separated women, but to celebrate the dreams of the married women. Uh, She said, I know I I burst a few bubbles, created conversation, and even a discussion about class and values that a queen wearing a crown should stand for. Uh, The former Ms. World stressed the importance of standing up for values, even if it means to stand alone in front of disaster. So, but legally, she was married, right?
3: Yeah, she was wrong. So, she was legally married at that time, regardless of the status of the marriage. Yeah,
0: exactly. There you go. Uh, One of, this is uh, terrible news, one of two missing campers from Tucson who were found on a remote steep ledge in the Willow Creek area of Death Valley National Park died Officials said Friday afternoon Alexander Lofgren was pronounced dead, and Emily Hankel was hospitalized after the two uh, were removed from a ledge uh, about noon on Friday. Uh, and this should be cautionary to you: the, the couple were considered experienced campers. So what this was a dead the did man? they fall? Uh, neither one. Well, they didn't fall; they got lost. So they yeah. were found after a lengthy search throughout the park. Uh that started on Tuesday. The rescue was considered highly technical. Uh when the couple did not return on the due date of their camping trip on Sunday, the sheriff's office was notified and started searching on Tuesday. Uh the two had jugs of water, uh at least a day's worth of food and camping gear. Officials called the couple's cell phones, he checked all the hotels in the park and the mo- all monuments and attractions. Lofgren's backcountry itinerary also included locations that officials checked thoroughly, sometimes twice. Park officials found uh, the couple's missing white suburban where a note left on the vehicle said two flat tires headed to Mormont Park have three days worth of water uh, and their car had broken down on an unmaintained four-wheel drive Gold Valley Road. Instead of hiking the 22.5 miles of, to a paved road, uh, the couple hiked west into Wilderness toward Mormont Point, oh which is near Paved Road. Uh, the Inyo search and rescue technical team found the couple two miles away from their destination uh, through aerial reconnaissance of the extremely remote area. A team attempted to reach the couple, but were initially unable to due to extreme location. Another attempt to reach the couple with a search and rescue team descending into the canyon started Thursday evening. Uh, it was the U.S. Army. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Lofgren had served uh, the guy who died yeah. in the U.S. Army as a combat engineer. And deployed to Afghanistan in 2011, so he had you know experience. He had training a guy, and and she but wow. she lived right. Yeah, she yeah. lived. Uh, you know, it's why when we were in Acadia, uh, Caroline and I were out in this rocky uh, the, on, on this uh, shore, and we were traversing all these rocks. We were like traveled a mile, and I'm like, you know what? I should call my wife and tell her where we yes, are. Yes. Yeah. Just in case. Because if I broke my leg or whatever, we'd, it would have been difficult. You if know? you're
3: a remote or if you're doing, yeah, listen, if you're going really deep off
0: trails and stuff like that, yeah, I think, yes. like, a sat phone would be an essential, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, uh, anyhow, do I have to wrap it up?
8: Yeah. Well, one, you got a short one?
0: One more story. Okay. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, an ambitious boy got himself into a bit of trouble Sunday night after taking the family's van to pick up some cereal while his parents were sleeping. He wanted cereal. Police said an officer was on routine patrol Sunday when he saw a tan Chrysler minivan heading south. The officer turned to drive past the van, seeing it stop in the middle of the street, and saw a 10-year-old boy sitting in the driver's seat. The officer turned around and activated his squad's emergency squad car's emergency lights. Uh, but the van continued southbound, blowing through a stop sign before turning right. The van rapidly accelerated. The officer discontinued the pursuit, but did continue to track him. And eventually, um, he found him. At the, the van went through an intersection in reverse, went up an embankment into a front yard of a residence. The officer then pulled in front of it and stopped it.
11: Smokey's he- on my tail. I'm going for cereal.
0: He asked the boy to unlock the van and promptly place him in the backseat of the squad car, and that's when the boy told the officer his dad wanted him to have cereal before going to school in the morning, so he sent the boy to buy Cheerios at the store. Oh, man. The officer, thinking it was unusual, asked the boy if his father was intoxicated. The boy confirmed that to be the case. However, when the officer took the boy home, he found the boy's parents had been asleep, and there were no signs of intoxication. The kid lied. The kid lied? Yeah, the boy then admitted that he had just left home without his parents' knowledge. To go to the store Throwing his dad Oh that's horrible Mm -hmm. And that is what I have In the bizarre file for you More good stories coming up tomorrow By the way all right, you have like two minutes left If you haven't entered the word yet It's contact C-O-N-T-A-C-T That is the Preston and Steve Money clip uh, word for the hour So again contact to 45911 Or the MMR app Or at WMMR.com Good luck to you We'll take a break And we'll be right back Stay with us Stream
4: WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there.
11: It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with drive up and go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors.
4: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Um, we are going to ask a lesson question, see if we can get a winner and give away a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios, which is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Huh. Uh, starring Bill no Weston. <laughs> uh, starring Michael, Michael B. Jordan. And one grand prize winner this week is going to get upgraded to attend the virtual world premiere. Of this. Uh, And I'll get some more of the details a little bit. Uh, The question for today is: Plenty of people have a hot ass, but according to Casey, nobody has a what. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Plenty of people have a hot ass, but according to Casey, nobody has a what. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash
6: business is a gold
1: mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
0: And it's brought to you by Roadcon Incorporated. If you have heavy and highway construction experience and would like to work for a company that values that experience, Roadcon wants to talk to you. Visit road-con.com to apply online. Road-Con.com. What's up, Steve? Well, Rosie Perez
3: says she's not been invited back to the Oscars since being nominated for Best Supporting Actress 20 years ago. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences issued a five-word response reading, quote, It's because of her voice.
1: Oh, oh my God.
3: Demi Lovato saying every time she watches her new autobiographical docuseries Dancing with the Devil, she has a severe anxiety attack. An acclaimed mental health expert as well as a plumber and an Uber driver are all recommending that she not watch it. And finally, Disney fans finding out that the late Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, inspired the name of the prince in their classic 1959 animated classic, Sleeping Beauty. Apparently Disney had also talked to Prince Philip about modeling the look of the character after him, but that ended when he demanded he be drawn with a quote huge hog. <laughs> <laughs> no, all
0: right. Let's see if you do indeed know the answer to this question. Plenty of people have a, have a hot ass, uh, but according to Casey, nobody has a what two one five two six three W M M R. The number. It's Mario. We're going to go to Mario. Good morning. None of you None of y'all. All right. So nobody has a hot what.
6: Hot as crap. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. Yeah. correct, Mario. Hang on. You got it right, and that means we're going to give you a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios' Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Starring Michael B. Jordan on April 29th, one grand prize winner this week gets upgraded to attend the virtual world premiere, the same event that talent, filmmakers, and other VIPs will be attending, including an interactive escape room. Ooh. Uh, experience and an after party with a live DJ without remorse is on Prime Video, <laughs> and that starts April 30th. What? I can't
3: not hear Bill saying no, no remorse. No remorse.
0: All right, let's do music
1: news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3
0: WMMR.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brought to you this morning by Armor, Metals, and Recycling. If you need cash, fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor, Metals, and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Well, get it in Pensaga, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. Uh, coming on July 9th is the first Wallflowers album in nine years, titled Exit Wounds. Uh, the set marks the band's first collection since 2012's Gloud All Over. Uh, Jacob Dylan said in a statement, the wallflowers is much of my life's work. I think everybody, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, where, wherever you're going to next, we're all taking a lot of exit wounds with us. Uh, nobody is the same they were four years ago. That, to me, is what exit wounds signifies. And it's not meant to be negative at all. It just means that wherever you're headed, even if it's to a better place, you leave people and things behind and you think about those people and those things, and you carry them with you. Those are your exit wounds, and right now we're all swimming in them. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Wallflowers will be on tour this summer and fall, serving as the opening act for Matchbox Twenty. He's also a good
3: uh, movie documentarian. He did the uh, Laurel Canyon, yeah, uh, a docus- documentary about uh, the music Echo in yeah, the Valley. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Alter Bridge frontman Miles Kennedy recalled his ultimate dream come true when he sat in with Led Zeppelin with an eye towards possibly replacing Robert Plant. Uh, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and Jason Bonham were looking to keep working together after Zeppelin's one-off December 2007 reunion concert and invited Kennedy to write music and rehearse with them over the course of two sessions. Uh, He said, well, we did stand in a room together and we played a fair amount of those songs. I never thought of it like I was playing with Led Zeppelin. For me, it was always... Jason and Jimmy and John Paul Jones. Wow! And I don't think that they were really sure if it was going to happen and what they would even have called it. I don't think they were even going to call it Led Zeppelin. But he went on to say it was definitely an incredible experience, especially considering how important that band was for me in my musical evolution. One moment uh, that I can think that I uh, think of often was having the opportunity to play arguably my favorite Led Zeppelin song, the Rain Song, and that was a really heavy moment. That was a moment where suddenly it dawned on me. What was actually happening? I remember thinking this is insane. No matter what you do from this point forward, it may never quite feel like this. So hold on. I I hold on to that uh, memory dearly. He said, but of course it never fully came together. And then one last thing. I don't have much music news today, but uh, with the recent passing of Eddie Van Halen, Sammy Hagar regrets the bitterness in which he wrote of his split. From the guitarist, Ann Van Halen, in his 2011 memoir, Read My Uncensored Life in Rock. He said, I kind of wish that I would have been a little more conservative about the Van Halen years, but I was angry when I wrote the book. They threw me out of the band, and they did it ruthlessly. He went on to say, God rest Eddie's soul. I love him to death, but him and his brother are pretty tough guys to deal with if they go against you. Uh, they really made it harder on me at a weird time in my life. He explained why his book took on an almost brutal honesty. He said I was I was angry when I wrote that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't enhance it. He said, Believe me, if anything, if I, I was kind of I was kind to those gentlemen at the time in our lives, and I'm so glad we came back together. But if I'd waited a little longer, I wouldn't have been so angry and there wouldn't have been so much against in or so much angst in it, he said. So it was just that time when he wrote that book—that that's—they were feeling.
3: they were communicating a lot uh, towards yeah. the end of Betty's life, we, yeah. and uh, they had made peace and were enjoying each other. Yep, uh, that's it.
6: That's that.
3: good.
0: Short and sweet. Music. Good. Thank you, everyone. Hi. Appreciate the love. Good. You're too kind. It's good. It's good. <laughs> All right, why don't we take a break, come back in a second and we will get you ready for the word of the week prize. We want to win uh, want you to win that and we give it away on uh Friday, so you need that first letter to get started. We'll have him when we return. Stay with us, we'll be right back. The President Steve
1: Show podcast. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
0: We love you. Keep that in mind. We love you so much. We're giving away money left and right. Your chances to win multiple times a day. Uh seven altogether every day. Monday through Friday, and that's uh not different today at all. Chances coming up in a little bit. Ten forty as we're getting ready to wrap up the program. Very enjoyable show. Mondays Mondays are, are rough days no matter what you do for a living. And when you have a good Monday, usually a that's a good way to start the work. Yeah, I love it, yeah. Love it. So I want to thank our guests. We have Steve Shippey. Yes! Who is the host of Shock Docs, and they did Ed Gein, the Real Psycho. It's streaming on Discovery Plus right now, and they do this paranormal investigation, but also some standard uh, looking around Ed Gein's property and just yeah. uh, diving into that story of Ed Gein, which is just, just messed up. Some unseen photos. My wife has to tap out on stuff like that. To Too wait. much. Ah, getting out get that. And then. Outstanding actor turns out a really nice guy, Barry Pepper, hey. was uh, this morning. Uh promoting a film called Trigger Point, which is available in theaters and on demand. Uh this I think Friday, the 16th. Yeah. Yep, when it comes out. Barry. That uh, was so cool to talk to him, man. Yeah, man. Was excellent. Uh, and it's so cool to see Brent Porsche. Hey. hey,
17: good morning, everybody. How you doing, dude? I'm doing well, thanks. you. cut your beard. I did. Yes. Oh my God. He's gone. I was tired mm. of looking like a billy goat. Yeah, it was yeah. okay. It's cool and everything, but it was a bit much. It was a man. bit much. You're yeah, yeah, absolutely see, right.
0: So it's still there, but you yeah. trimmed it down to, uh, you
17: know, a, a more close. I crop. put the wrong extension on the clipper, and I didn't <gasps> want it to get this thin. But right. it is what it well, is. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, it's got to be easier to live with this, right? Much, yeah, much. When when we were talking at last year's. Uh, cardboard classic up in the Poconos. I was like, I hate this thing. And I did, and I continued to grow it anyway. I hated it. I mean, Preston, you know, you have a beard. If it gets too long, like in the corners of your mouth and starts, you know, tickling inside your mouth and all that kind of stuff, forget about that. Also, just the general food and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. oh, yeah, Yeah. everything. Toothpaste, the whole nine. When did you do it? Uh, A few weeks ago. Okay, uh, we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, a couple of my friends did a backyard little wedding thing, and I knew I was going to be in a bunch of pictures, so I was like, I wanted to look presentable, you know? (laughs)
0: Oh look at you, man. Nice. So you're in for Pierre all week? Yep. All right, ma'am. Well, let's get started with the
17: good
1: letter. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
0: The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by the letter... The
17: letter K is in kaboom!
0: It's Monday. Nice. All right, we have a four-pack of tickets uh, to see the Flyers battle the Washington Capitals on Saturday. And that's at 1230 at Wells Fargo Center. Single-game tickets are now on sale at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. So the letter K... Uh, to get started with, which is cool. So,
17: uh, I mentioned the money clip contest. Yes, So you get that twice. Yep, two more shots of five hundred bucks coming up at noon and two with President Steve's money clips. Cool. Also, uh, uh, workforce blocks today three eleven. It's Nick Hexum's birthday, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, some rat for Warren D Martini's birthday, which oh, was over the weekend. Gonna wow, switch it up a little bit. Nice and uh, Velvet Revolver because why the hell not? Yeah, I love it, man couple of great bands there all
0: right uh let me see i'm gonna thank our sponsors president steve program has been brought to you today by acme markets fresh foods local flavors and also by Duncan, the official coffee of the president and steve show uh tomorrow's program more money chances and the wonderful danica mckeller no. will be joining us so we'll get into some other things too that's it we're done rage on and have a great day and we shall see you tomorrow friend bye-bye
1: On ninety three three WMMR. Bing
12: dang,
6: <laughs> doo doo bido, doo da da doo dip. <laughs>